Billy Balls, just in the nick of teen. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about how, uh, and we can talk about this off the air, but like you and I have been talking about time. And, and I was management. like, and I was like, Peakless will roll in here at 7.04 and 30 seconds. Right? And like 7.04 and 31 seconds came by and you weren't here. And like when the music's coming on, the show's starting to go. We look at each other. I look up at the, the, the monitor over here that shows the cameras at the studio. I don't see you anywhere. But I turn around and look to my left. And there you are. <laughs> Welcome. Glad to be here. <laughs> That's what happens when you think you can predict I, me. I... So, we are here. Free Talk Live is still on the air. The show goes on. Uh, know it. Contrary to government's desire. And efforts. And, and, <laughs> certainly not for a lack of effort on their part. Um, I, it, it saddens me to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it. Uh, Ian, Bonnie, me, Mark, we've been having discussions about... Not me, Mark. This exact situation. Like, we're like, look, we got to plan for the worst, but hope for the best. Right? So, like, let's plan on every time a thing came up, let's plan on them taking you away today. And they didn't. We're like, oh, sweet. We get them for another couple of weeks. Let's, let's, you know, further, like, my training and, like, you know, educating Bonnie and me and, like, some other people on, like, how to do stuff. And, you know, Mark's involved on, you know, the back end of stuff. And that kind of a thing. So, and like, you still got lucky that he just happened to be on the phone pre-show to do tech support. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and even more so than that, um, the Monday of uh, his, we'll call it uh, sentencing part two, because they split that into two different. Can we call hearings. it a kidnapping? They took him. They well, did. Can't yeah. steal just this part of everyone's time. They got to steal more of everyone's time. Well, they stole all of his time now. Yeah. Um, and so that night. Like, at first, uh, outside of the courthouse, when we were talking to cameras and stuff, people were like, so what's the plan for Free Talk Live? And I'm like, there will be no show until Wednesday, right? No live show. We've got some recorded shows going on Monday, Tuesday, and and Thursday from some great people. If you haven't heard them, check those out. But uh, we decided last minute, like, hey, you know what? It's a special day. Let's let's go ahead and do a show. And, of course, I've trained for this very moment. I'm like, if I need to interrupt, blah, 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 blah. I know the commands, I know the things, I know the buttons to push. And I know, you know and all like the I, things. But apparently, no. No. <laughs> no, apparently it, it went poorly. Mm. Uh, we were only able to broadcast on the internet, and what went out over the radio was a repeat of one of the previously pre-recorded shows from, mm. I think it was Ernie or whatever, on a Monday. So anyway, we put up a special thing uh with that uh, just that show on both the patreon and the soundcloud so if you're subscribing to the podcast anywhere online you've already received those episodes but if you were expecting a live show and you didn't hear it you'll just have to go back to freetalklive.com look for the archives find that show also over on freekeen.com uh mr penguin of thinkpenguin.com uh, has put together a video bit that contains some of the interview footage from outside of the courtroom after the trial. It also contains a read by me of Ian's statement to the court that he read in court. Of course, there's no recording of that because, well, you know, it's 2023 and we certainly can't allow technology that's over 100 years old into the courtroom. So I read it. I did a reading of it, and Mr. Penguin published that with some video on top of it. And then it's also followed by the special episode last Monday 
of Free Talk Live. So when you look at it, you're like, oh, man, it's like a three-hour thing. What did you do? It's like, no, no, no. He puts some stuff in front, and then it's a regular Free Talk Live episode after that. There you go. So, uh, yeah, if you want to, please find all that stuff. Freeking.com, freetalklive.com, find the archives. Uh, We've done a redesign of the website there, so that stuff is um, a little different than it used to be. But uh, we think it's improved, and we continue to work to improve it as well as time goes on. Uh, Big shout-out to Greg for his work on that. So, anyway... In anticipation of this very moment, uh, tonight in the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Peakless Mountaineer. And the only person with the credibility and capability of replacing Ian Freeman on a Saturday night. <laughs> I am here, Richie Rich. Mark? <laughs> I said credibility. <laughs> no ego there. <laughs> um, yeah, I... You know, so these things happen, and like in my head, I was like, "What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? How you know?" And and selfishly, I was thinking also of Beard Talk Live, which, yeah. by the way, for those of you listening, uh, from seven p.m. until ten p.m. Eastern, you'll be listening to Free Talk Live. Uh, if you're on the radio, you know it'll just go until then. If you're online, uh, a, there'll be like a half hour break. Between Free Talk Live, there'll be another show online only over at watch.freetalklive.com called Beard Talk Live. It is a spinoff, if you will, if Free Talk Live is, you know, the nationally syndicated radio show that's on Prime Talk, whatever. We're the spinoff that airs, you know, on the independent station over at watch.freetalklive.com uh, called Beard Talk Live. Now, it has been... Uh, Beard Talk Live started off with nobody, myself and Peakless Mountaineer, uh, and nobody has, you know, found his way outside of being able to 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 be here to participate. And so I was like, well, there's really only one other host on Free Talk Live currently, right? Unless we like looked for outside, you know, folks who wanted to come into what you've done. Who I mean, kind of half-ass. Okay, you know, it hasn't been a real effort because, right. like, I knew we had another beard already sort of, you know, as part of the Free Talk Live family. The only the beard with the capability and credibility of replacing nobody on Beard Talk Live. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How does it feel Do you to know you've replaced nobody? the credibility of nobody or of Ian, because those might be two very different How things. does it feel to... One's a subset of the other. If I could get Is to it... Ian... Well, I mean, if, if I can reach Ian level, I'm already well past nobody level. Yeah, no, I think, I think they uh, have the kind of credibility that is mutually exclusive. Oh, okay. Like, you can uh, either have Ian-style credibility, or you can have nobody-style credibility, okay. mostly depending on whether or not you endorse violence against the state. <laughs> oh, I'm probably more toward nobody. Probably, yeah, you might yeah, be the yeah. one to replace nobody but on that. But how does it feel to know that you've replaced nobody? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Captain... But nobody before is, you was good enough to be you, and so now you're you. True. <laughs> you want to thank your been producers? Work, working for this, yes. All the, your all mom the people and your dad, and, you know, your, yeah. your pastor or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we are live on the radio on I don't know, 180 radio stations, something like that, uh, nationwide, uh, as well as over at freetalklive.com, watch.freetalklive.com. LRN.FM is broadcasting us right now, so there are a plethora of ways for you to listen. How much is a plethora? 
It's a plethora. I would hate a man to say yeah. a plethora when not know I what actually, a plethora is. I, I prefer to say plethora, but like I have been untrained to say plethora. Okay. Now, because other people pronounce it plethora more so than I pronounce it plethora. Plethora. Yeah. So that's my preference. It will uh, always be plethora for me, and that is strictly and simply because of the three amigos. Agreed. All right. I like to be multilingual about it. I'll pronounce it. You know, I could say tomato. I could say tomato. Doesn't matter. I so really it don't is care. Plethora. According to pronunciation. According to dictionary.com. Mm. You could read and the I pronunciation. Bet you every one of them's going to agree. I don't. Plethora. With the emphasis on the first syllable. Sorry. Not I... the emphasis on the second syllable. <laughs> the emphasis. Here's what I don't understand when it comes to word pronunciations. Why don't we just spell the word like the pronunciation guide and put an end to that nonsense? Good question. Well, uh, before you answer that, I just want to finish my thought, which is sort of rhetorical. Anyway. So, so I thought like if we can get Richie Rich on Free Talk Live, and then get him to participate also in the uncensored Beard Talk Live, right, where we get to really talk how we want to, right? We're not we're not censored by the FCC. We're not uh, reduced to you know like not cussing or not saying describing things in certain ways, right? Beard Talk Live to me, is the most free version of what we do here, even at Free Talk Live. Now, freetalklive.com like, is a show that obviously lives beyond its creator, right? If the government had their way and they took Ian out, this broadcast would not be happening today. Oh, I'm today. sure that's what they anticipated. I'm sure that's what they anticipated as well. And yet here we are. However, comma, they did not anticipate someone named Captain Kickass coming on the scene. Nobody anticipated that. Did he? Maybe. Oh, all right. Well, if he did, he's a... But also the other nobody. Oh, right. Well, either way, well, uh, that's clairvoyant, uh, if it were anticipated. Apparently, there was also, like, uh, more than a handful of volunteers going, like, I will step into that spot. I, like, let me give a shout-out to everybody. I got so many texts and calls and, like, people online, people coming up to me after the after the hearings and stuff going... Like, even, like, people who've never been on... Look, man, I've never been on the show, but, like, if you need somebody to... I'm willing to give it a shot, right? And I'm like, thank you guys so much. Like, really, I, I, I can't... One of the things about the... We'll call it the libertarian community, the, the voluntarist community in New Hampshire, the freedom-loving community in New Hampshire is that, yeah, there's all this little, like, drama and bickering and, like, oh, you did oh, this and you this. insulted me and, like... And that's kind of the fun of being involved in it, right? You get to watch all the drama unfold. You get a front row seat. But, like, when something goes down, right, when uh, arguably the most uh, effective activist New Hampshire has ever seen, at least in modern times, uh, go, you know, gets a, a, a federal trial here in New Hampshire and a couple of sentencing hearings, they all show up. Right. Everybody right. shows up. Right. Whether or not they've, you know, had some criticism of each other in the past or whatever. Like I know Ian's had his criticism of things and things have had criticism and people have had criticism of Ian and whatnot. But they all showed up. What's well, because we all realize that the implications are much bigger than one man. Right. Even if that one man is Ian Freeman. Right. And this is the bonus, if you will, to plugging yourself into the freedom community here in New Hampshire once you move here. If you are listening to this program right now, just by way of listening, you are part of the resistance. You are part of the revolution, the evolution, as I like to call it, 
Because I don't like to call it a revolution. I like to call it the evolution. We're all going to evolve past this idea that this organization of violence known as the state is necessary. Right. So if you're listening to this, pro, if you just if you just happen to turn it on, you're in a rental car, you just got into from the airport or whatever, and this was the radio station that was on in your car. That's not by accident. Somebody left it on for you in hopes that you would hear this broadcast and come to the ideas of liberty if you're not already there. So uh, if anything, the events of Ian Freeman being arrested and sentenced to eight freaking years. Good catch. Right. Uh, if, if if it has done any good, it has solidified not only the show, but the greater freedom community here in New Hampshire. Here, here. In my opinion. I'd agree. I'd agree. I mean, honestly, things grow through being challenged and surviving the challenge. Like your muscle doesn't grow from you sitting on the couch. Your muscle grows because you tore muscle cells and then they regrew more muscle cells to replace them. And the fact that they keep coming at us and they keep coming at us, and now they're taking away probably the the cornerstone of this entire production at this point, and it's not going to stop us. It's right. just going to distribute our skill set even further. It's going to encourage people to be on the show who weren't going to be on the show before. And the fact that so many people volunteered to step up, knowing the show is a target. Right. Right. Yeah. Bolsters the you know, bolsters this show and the fact that we're not going down, you know, without a fight or whatever. You know, fighting's not your thing against the feds. I mean right. people are willing to step up knowing that they would be targeted next if the feds come back towards this show. Yeah. And like to be fair, some of those people have already been targeted. Maybe not by the feds, but by okay. the state level or what you know. I don't know who they are. Libertarian people, yeah. you know, are generally aren't targets. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine on the West Coast via text, and he was like, he was like, "Matt, I've been paying attention to the story, following the whole thing." He's like, "I feel weird because I think that like talking to you might even put me on a list." And I'm like, "You're probably right. Yeah. Just talking to me probably has you on a list. The fact that you have associated with me at some point in your life." Sadly, has you on a list. The FBI probably has your name, your address, like how many joints you smoked with me or, you know, how much beer we drank at that one show or whatever it is. Right. Like, I'm sure that it exists. And it's sad to say, but like, yes, if you are my actual friend in real life uh, and you communicate with me on any regular basis, it's likely the FBI knows who you are and has you because I broadcast on this show. I know for a fact the FBI has some of my text messages between uh, somebody who turned state's evidence on on Mr. Freeman during the trial, uh, and there are screenshots that exist with my conversations with that person. Uh, So I know for a fact that my communications have been monitored. Uh, I know for a fact that uh, and recorded. I know for a fact that the FBI listens to this show every freaking night, right? Or at least seemingly, because every time we go into another day of either Ian's trial or his sentencing or whatever, the prosecution always brings something new. They're like, oh, and just two days ago on his radio show, he said, and then they play a clip from yep. that show. On his radio broadcast. Right. Yeah. So they're listening. I know furthermore that they're listening because like, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember her name. She's uh, I, uh, Georgina, Georgiana, whatever her name is, one of the prosecutors. Okay. Every time she walks by me in the hallway when we're at these things, she smiles at me. And I'm like, oh, God, really? That's gross. Like, You're I don't want to be. No, no, no. I think it's like 
she listens to the show every okay. night, right. and I'm the funny guy, oh, okay. right? And so when she sees me in real, she's like, oh, hey, it's the funny guy, right? She has that, that smile that sometimes you get from being on this show mm-hmm. if you've ever been approached, you know, for, hey, you're the guy on Free Talk Live, aren't you, you? Not enough groupies. Yeah, we, my way. we could certainly use more groupies. <laughs> Please make yourselves known at uh, Porkfest and Forkfest this year, which Richie Rich won't be attending. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, so at any rate, pork we're... Fash. Pork fest. Pork fest. Still yes. calling it Pork Fest. Thank you for pork correcting me. Pork Fest and Forkfest. Yeah. So far, that's that seems to be uh, the reality of the situation. Like, yep. like I still love Pork Fest as an attendee. Okay. Right? I love yeah, walking around going, and going, going and seeing everybody, through, but, you know... We're going back through the cycle. It's a cycle. They get they get more and more fascist. Then they realize that's a bad idea. Then they pull back on the fascism. And then they go, hey, we could have more power. We could order people around. Why aren't we stopping people at the gates? Yeah. Why don't we have our own little SS squad running around opening up people's uh, cars? Why don't we set up the metal detectors for special speakers? Right. Well, if they set up metal detectors, then every time I was near, they would go off. Because you're metal? Because I am That's metal. That's just how metal he is. That's right. That's right. I'm walking metal. I am like the human version of the Terminator. Right? I'm just like that, except I'm not robotic at all. <laughs> There's a lot of torches that I carry that other people won't carry with me. So I don't care if I'm the only one still calling it pork bash. I will continue to call it pork no, bash. No, I really, I just forget, change. man, because no, like, you know, but you're, you're here now on I Saturdays hear. to remind me of these yeah. things. And that's, you know, one of the reasons I was like, you know what, we got to move Rich here Rich from Sunday to Saturday, it, not only because of Beard Talk Live, but for the fact that you come from a great deal of distance, as do you, mm-hmm. right? And and so I, and we've had a couple of rare shows where it's the three of us, yep. and I thought they've gone rather well, right? Yeah. We don't always agree with each other. We disagree on a bunch that of stuff. That makes for a better show. And that makes for a better show. So mm-hmm. I thought like, okay, well, let's make this move now. It doesn't have to be a permanent move. It, you know, I mean, if, if it turns out that the three of us doing this show on Saturday, well, it really sucks and ratings go down, well, we'll make changes, but... Uh, I think it'll be just fine. Uh, more so, I think that it is a testament to Mr. Ian Freeman uh, and his ability to prepare us for this moment. Like, like, like I said, he and I and Bonnie and Mark have had these conversations about let's prepare. And like he is, <laughs> like he did such a good job that on Monday when I tried to interrupt the show and I like couldn't be, I done. failed somehow. Even though I trained for that exact moment and had success previously in making that particular those mechanisms work, hacker proof, locked down. Yeah, I'm broadcasting <laughs> for the next eight years, whether you want to or not. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this show does not anticipate going away at any time soon. Uh, in fact, we anticipate uh, the day that Ian Freeman is released from the kidnappers, the government. Uh, that he will be able to sit down in these chairs right here and broadcast again. I'll tell you when we'll go away. When there's nothing to talk about. When we are just so free that we just don't have anything to talk about yeah. anymore. Uh, to that extent, um, I I feel like, I mean, like I know we can't really be all about free speech on the Saturday night edition of Free Talk Live because the FCC restrictions. Mm. But to that extent, uh, Free Talk Live can be a canary in the coal mine for all of you preppers out there, for all of you voluntarists, for all you anarchists, for all you libertarians. Uh, The day this show actually goes off the air should be an indicator to you 
that the time has come. Yeah. Yep. Whatever that means to you, I don't know, but like it should be an indicator to you that like the government has gotten so big and so untowardly and so fascist and so out of control and so violent that they have taken off the air the last bastion of free speech, in my opinion, that exists. And I, w- I would use this opportunity, I know you do a thank you possibly later in the show, but to pitch the AMPS program, Yep. right? Because they, they took away Ian, yeah. right, hoping to get this show off the air. So let's push that and get on even more radio stations and spread the message even further and wider yeah. so that they know that their efforts are going to backfire as partially as possible and that this message will continue to go out further and wider. Yeah, generally speaking, uh, people like to help uh, when the circumstances are dire. And th- well, it's not dire. Well, but this and, is a and good fresh, time to help. Right, this, this is a fresh is, and a good time to if, help. If if not one of the best times to visit amps.freetalklive.com. That stands for advertising, marketing, promoting, and supporting. Amps.freetalklive.com. Uh, we only ask for five bucks a month. You can give ten or twenty. There's different levels. There's like silver and gold and platinum and that kind of stuff. So if you want to contribute more, you can. If you enjoy this program, you enjoy the hosts, the co-hosts, the topics that we bring, the perspective of liberty, peace, yeah. of yeah, you know, uh, you know, making your lives better, improving yourself financially, et cetera, and so on. All the topics that we that we bring, uh, please consider. Uh, becoming a subscriber over yeah. at amps.freetalklive.com if for no other reason than to make sure that this show exists yeah. until Ian Freeman gets out. Like I I generally I showed up at the hearing on Monday. I you didn't did. stay Thank for you, the, the way. I didn't stay for the whole thing. I generally make excuses on why my extra body makes no difference. Um but after the cancellation and postponement of the last hearing, yeah. I felt compelled to make a point to be there just to be another body yep right just be they had to open up the overflow courtroom because there were so many of us yeah right so just just to give them you know just to give them the finger to stick it to them you know i showed up i got through security and you know i didn't know where to go because it's my first time there and talked to the guy i said like i'm looking for the political persecution of <laughs> ian freeman where do i go and they're like courtroom three you know second floor courtroom three and that's like no hesitation at all like that's why i was there 603-283-6160 still to come more about mr freeman's trial and then some it's free talk live 603-283-6160 This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash instead with some handy websites. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available at a discount. But what about paying your bills? Spritz.finance can do that, and they can send dollars to your bank account in case you still need those for some reason. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org.
That's right. Get your damn coffee and get the heck in here already. It's Free Talk Live. And you can substitute coffee for whatever beverage you prefer, listeners. I've got a monster in the bag later. Okay, but what kind of beverage do you have? (laughs) (laughs) I'll be drinking a rock star, but the monster is in the bag. Uh, I used to have this joke. Uh, and it's like you've heard it before. It's totally a dad joke. It's like a what has a thousand teeth and holds back a big hairy monster? Zipper. It's my zipper. <laughs> Bazing. It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160 on the Saturday night edition. That's right. Free Talk Live continues. You may have heard about the founder of the show being arrested uh, and sentenced to what appears to be eight years in federal penitentiary. Pending appeal. Pending Pending appeal. appeal, Pending appeal, which... But he is is no longer at liberty. Definitely not. Um, Like, there's some serendipity involved here, right? And I say that because, like, I walked in today and uh, Bonnie was in here doing some stuff. And she happened to be talking to Ian, right, trying to, you know, I don't know, do some paperwork for the lawyers, whatever stuff is going on. And I sit down and I notice that, like, I've got no audio in either of these headphone racks, no matter what, what I plug into. I've got no sound at all. I see sound at the board level, right? Right. And uh, Ian goes, oh, well, in the in the bottom right of either of those headphone racks, there should be a little light indicating if it's powered or not. And I'm like, that's not on. Thank you, you genius, right? So, like... Just, Did you check to see if it was plugged it, in first? Right, like tech support 101. <laughs> like, have you tried turning it do on you, and off? Do you have power, right? <laughs> now, I've been in here so often that I've never even noticed that there's an indicator that that tells me that there's power to these two devices or not. They just always have been powered on, period. There's never been an interrupt in these particular two devices, and so I just straight up didn't notice, man. And I came in in the midst of the troubleshooting going... How were you able to get Ian on the phone to troubleshoot? <laughs> from jail. From jail. Right, yeah. And no, it was just serendipity, yeah. right? So, like, say what you want about, like, you know, religion or, like, you know, things that happen in this world or coincidence or whatever. But, like, it was just 100% serendipity that, like, those events all transpired at the same time right before the show was supposed to go on. And, in fact, I was able to just reset the power strip. Boom. Problem yep. solved. There you go. Uh, and, but like, these are the, like, you know, like, I don't know this gear the way wizard number one does. Right. I, I, you know, I haven't unplugged. I haven't built it. I haven't spent 20 years in this environment, you know, plugging all these things in, making them all work together, connecting them all together, networking them all together. Right. Making sure that like, oh, they update when they're supposed to, or they don't update when they're not supposed, you know, all there's like a whole bunch of things that have to. And before putting this studio together, he was a real radio studio guy. Absolutely. So he's been around this, like this is a career. Career yes, for him. Yes, and so and everything is done professionally. Yes, uh, and in fact, other people who have their own studios, you know, in their you know house or you know some other location uh, where it's theirs, they're like, I'm not sure how Ian did what he did because <laughs> it takes us more space or more time or yeah. more whatever to to make what happen. You know that Ian already has happening here yeah. at Free Talk Live. Well, in in a recent interview again that I, I brought up last week, he he basically said in the interview, right, like we knew we needed to have our own studio because turnover is too high in radio studios as it is, 
And so I just started spending my money on equipment yep. until I built my own studio. So it was, you know, how do you, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? He just started to piece it all together until we got what we have today. Yeah, it's and like I think that's where he and I connected because I did the same thing with my independent heavy metal bands, right? I was like, oh my god, the biggest expense in recording your own music is the recording studio. Yep. Not only do you have to pay for the studio by the hour, but then you also have to pay a guy to come in and record, and then you also have to pay a guy to come in and produce if you want to be like considered professional, right? Mm. You got to find somebody with a name who's done something on somebody's record just to have their name on your, and like, you know, tell you guys, like, no, you guys don't need to be drunk when you come in on Thursday, you know, or whatever it is, right, in the rock and roll studio. And so I did kind of the same thing. I just started taking, we, we started rehearsing at my drummer's house for free, right? And we threw some money at that. We took whatever money we got at shows, and put into construction materials to build a like a room outside of the existing room where we were okay. practicing to isolate it. So like when we'd get to play in heavy metal at ten thirty, eleven p.m. at night, we're not annoying his neighbors, right? Because we're in a residential neighborhood kind of thing. Smart, and, and that'll it, put an end to practice real quick, right? And it totally worked. Like you couldn't get fifteen feet from the the structure with within which we practiced uh, and hear anything. Right. It wasn't until you got into that 15 feet radius, you're like, oh, I hear some coming from the walls or whatever. So it totally worked out. The next thing we did is we bought, you know, our own multi-track recording equipment. Right. And so we were able to do our EPs and our CDs and our full albums and stuff. While, you know, I look back now and I go, you could tell it's not professional quality sound. But even at the time, it was certainly underground professional quality sound. And we didn't have the expense which everybody else incurs with hiring these people, hiring these studios, you know, and that kind of a thing. And, and then so that's really smart. After you get it built, you can invite the other smaller bands to pay you a smaller fee. Right. And so that's, I think, where like Ian and I connected. It was like he did a thing and I did a similar thing. And we started like, we we're like, yeah, that's how you do it, man. Yeah. You know, like when we first started to get to know each other. So uh, we talk more about this. I have a couple of, I have a bad news and a good news thing that I want to get to. Uh, considering Ian Freeman, but let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on free lock, free lock time, free talk live. Oh. There you go. Um, um, but he he really got sentenced to eight years in federal prison. He did. You know the yeah. You know here in New Mexico, when they sentence you, it usually means like you do half the time on good time, and then you come out on the ankle bracelet. So I that's New Mexico law. I wonder if that's what's going to happen to Ian. If he behaves himself and does all the school programs or whatever, uh, gets all these good points. I mean, sure. Like uh, every legal person that we've talked to, attorneys or uh, even just like like legal reporters, stuff like that, uh, who've speculated on this 96-month, a.k.a. years, sentence that Ian has received – has said, well, it's probably likely he'll only do like four, four and a half, five years, something along those lines, and get time off for good behavior, and then he'll do his two years probation, which was part of the sentence, by the way. Whatever time he serves in prison is then immediately followed by two years of probation, regardless as to whether he's not, uh, whether he's out on uh, what you call good time, what used to be called. Uh, uh, Parole? No, no, no. Oh. The other term for good Work time release? for uh, good behavior. Oh. Mm. Good behavior. Time off for good behavior was the previous phrase. Now they just call it good time. Like the old television show, Good Times. Good times. Good times. Right. 
Uh, well, so, so you, I, I suspect you are not incorrect. I suspect uh, Ian will, of course, be a model prisoner, if you will, uh, with the exception of teaching people the ways of voluntarism. Uh, he will otherwise do whatever the heck they tell him to. And, you know, uh, he's already sort of denied their request to give him a COVID test. So he'll challenge the system in his own ways. He'll pick and choose his battles. But I suspect he won't do anything that jeopardizes his ability to get out early because that is, of course, his goal. Uh, His goal is to get out as soon as possible, of course. Uh, The appeal, of course, is coming up and all this sort of thing. So I suspect you're not incorrect, Sarah, that, you know, if he is going to be in jail for this eight-year sentence, he might get out in four, five, six years, something like that. But we don't know. I just don't like mm-hmm. people are considering uh, that a win. Yeah, and, well, and, and I, I would actually mm-hmm. consider that an additional part of the punishment. Okay. Like the not knowing? Maybe he'll be yeah. out in four years, maybe five. There's no maybe certainty six, to it. Maybe six and a half. And there's no real achievable incentive there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, I think the uncertainty is is not only part of the punishment of the prisoners, but certainly part of the punishment of anyone who dare care about the people that the government doesn't like. Well, and they can kind of hang it, right? Do this or you're not going to get good time. Yeah. Sarah? Well, I, I called in. That's good to know. I called in because, um, you know, there's a gas station called the Quick Corner, and they have been playing loud classical music 24-7. To run off the homeless with bright lights. They, if they want to do so, that, they should be playing like Slayer. They should be playing like uh, I don't know, Death Angel. They should be playing Carcass. They should I be don't playing. Know, you might get some rocking out homeless people instead. No, I don't think nobody you're gonna. likes classical. I don't think you're gonna. No, I think everybody likes classical. Nobody, nobody likes nobody classical. Likes. No, I love but classical. Point, so let me tell you, nobody likes it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you can't okay, find let, any. You can't find any classical one, bros to go hang out with. I can't. They don't <laughs> exist. There's literally one circumstance where I can use classical music when I was doing uh, uh, when I was a cab driver. Yeah, it was it was a great thing to just have on in the background because people can kind of ignore it, right? And like you know, chat or not chat, and it, it's just kind of a neutral thing. But nobody likes classical. So what you're saying I do is like Pachelbel's Canon in D. What you're saying I love is that one. when you go to see an orchestra. Perform some Mozart. You don't find a bunch of dudes smoking joints out in front of the place, going high five, yeah, Mozart, mf'er. I know, right? What's wrong with people? <laughs> well, well, the thing is that it's not working. But well, there's a homeowner that lives really close by, maybe like I don't a know, homeowner? a homeowner. Yeah, the, and then he's annoyed by this constant noise. It's what you call a noise nuisance, noise or something abatance nuisance. But the thing is that. There's a homeless encampment that, that doesn't bother these people. They have a homeless encampment with this loud music and the lights. If it's an encampment, can we just call them is, campers? Yeah, they have to be camper camping. Well, the thing is that, so it's beginning to a problem, and they're saying, well, you have to make a city ticket to make a, a com- official complaint about this noise. And do you think they're high on drugs and drunk? That's why the no, the music don't run them off. I think you're high on what? drugs. How do homeless people have high. money for beer and drugs? Yeah. <laughs> but how could a noise do like, not I don't have money for that. homeless people? Sarah, I, I, you know, I, I, I think this many of the times that you call. Who cares? <laughs> like, seriously, <laughs> who cares? 
Like, they're, oh no, the, the homeless people might be doing substances that I don't agree with that lets them put up with lights and, and classical music. They can put up with Mozart. They must be doing my, something I don't like. My question for Sarah is if these homeless people are doing things that she doesn't like, like drugs, for example, why aren't you over there, Sarah, taking the drugs out of their hands? Well, you know what? It's their free will. Well, then let but them have their free will. All right, so then what's the your problem? Poor guy. Now, I, the poor neighbor, he doesn't know oh. what to do. Well, no. what, what, well if it's a nuisance do? complaint, you just call the police, if that's your thing, right? And you file a nuisance complaint against the against the uh, commercial yeah. property. What I would do if I were this neighbor is I would take right. one of my home stereo speakers and I would put it in the closest window to where the noise is coming from and I would open the window and I would crank it up to 11. Well, that's passive aggressive. I mean, the right no, thing... No, that's aggressive aggressive. Okay. I mean, the right <laughs> thing to do is just go talk to the property owner and be like, hey, dude, you know, you're, I know you got the homeless problem, but the lights and the noise are like affecting more than just the homeless. It's affecting my property right. over here. Can we work this out amicably, or then do we escalate? That or I would go even further to change this negative interaction into a positive interaction. I would go and find like a local band that's having a hard time gaining some fans and followers, and I would like rent a PA system and have them come perform in my backyard for the homeless. Or go to the homeless encampment like hand out sandwiches so they're incentivized to stay there. Right, and flyers. And flyers. Yeah, yeah. Now you get a meal and a show. Right. Exactly. Right. And a, a fan a fan base. Right. You know, there people you are, like don't get me wrong. Like homeless are on the Internet. They have Facebook accounts. They have email addresses. Right. Just because you don't have a place to sleep at night doesn't mean you don't have electronic credentials. Yeah, that's true. I had a friend who was homeless and he had like more yeah. money and better credit than the rest of us. Right. It's ridiculous. Huh. Well, you know what? It's amazing. A lot of these homeless people have like degrees and stuff like that. They, um, they yeah, have, that's um, about education. how useful degrees are. What happens is they come into a crisis and they wind up cracking up and they're not the same. Once they crack. Yeah, once they uh, get a they, dose of reality that the money that they've been told they should spend towards going to college and obtaining this degree turns out to be a fruitless effort that they can't even get an entry level job that any Joe off the street should be able to get uh, when they find out that their degree gives them no leg up on the competition whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. You think they're going to crack? You think they're going to have a dose of reality? I think so. If you have an English degree, well, you're going to be very eloquent when you say, would you like fries with that? Yeah, and the thing is, Sarah, the the reason that these people exist, these, you know, uh, the people that cannot put themselves in a house and want to, the reason those people exist is so that your system, Sarah, your system can be put into place because the government needs to be able to print as much money as it wants to for all of your government programs. All of those little cameras that you want to make sure are up to stop people from speeding, those aren't free, Sarah. Those have to be printed into existence. That money gets printed. And when that happens, it destroys the economy. And when the economy gets destroyed, then all of the people who could have been productive aren't. And this is what happens to them. Hey, Sarah, thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate you. Uh, I want to talk about something that happened at sentencing hearing number two. Uh, I intended to be there at 9 a.m. The, the the thing was supposed to start at 10, right? So I'm like, well, okay, you know. I, I ran late, whatever. I slept through my alarm, et cetera, and so on. Uh, and I got there at 9.30, 
Right. So and I'm not I'm not late by any stretch of the imagination for the thing. I'm late for like the hour and a half long protest that was supposed to go on before the thing or whatever. But whatever. I show up and I walk into the main courtroom. And when I do, there's already some sort of drama ensuing with the marshals that were in there and the people who had made their way into the courtroom early. If you recall, at sentencing hearing number one, uh, we reported here on Free Talk Live that about half of the courtroom was all people there to see Ian, and the other half of the courtroom was basically government people with their laptops and their cell phones because they don't allow regular people to have those things in court, but they allow government people too. And so it was as if the government called upon every government employee they had locally to come and sit in on this trial so that we couldn't pack the courtroom, right? So here we go, part two, we got the message, and a bunch of people showed up early mm. and made their way into the courtroom early. And so I walk in, and like there's almost zero government people in the pews, right? And literally pews, like a church. These are yep. pews mm-hmm. like a church at the New Hampshire courthouse in, in Concord, New Hampshire. Uh, and there's already some drama going on. Like some people have walked in before me and the marshals are trying to say things like, there's no more room in here. You need to go to the overflow. And, uh, that people, when I got and, there and, and people are standing up going, no, there's plenty of room here. We'll move over. And yeah, we'll move over too. And there's two or three of these groups standing up like, there's plenty of room. We haven't even filled these seats in here, Marshall. And like, so this is going on between like a, a couple of different groups of people. And like people got up and made room. I just sort of walked over and sat down in one of the places they made available right and so i was there bing right? i got, I no got there and there was a, the the marshal was harassing another gentleman uh didn't catch his name but he was he had his foot like holding the door open yeah the, the gentleman had his foot holding the door open because he he was also trying to get in right and he's the marshal said like there's no room this one's full you know you gotta go and some lady who was like sitting outside on one of the benches said i just went i just got out of there he can have my seat right Right? Yes, and Marshall was like, "Nope, nope, you got to go. And if you don't move your foot from that door, anyone else who tries to get in is going to get arrested. Right, yeah, and whatever." I'm like, "You got to fill me in, man, because I literally just got here. I have no part in this. Tell me what's going on." Um, and I did not, you know, I did. I chose not to make a scene. Right. Yeah. But I just went into the overflow room. But clearly, they were stopping more people from getting in. Right. Then could have filled the room. So, so what happened is, like, I walk in and like this drama's already going on. I just sort of meander over to an open seat and sit sit the f down. Uh, while this is going on, uh, one of the persons in the freedom community starts chanting, uh, "Public hearing, public hearing, public hearing!" Right? You know this kind of a thing. And uh, the the I guess the head marshal, I don't know, like the tallest of the the marshals or whatever. He walks over and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to have to remove you for inciting violence." I'm like, oh, for saying public hearing at a public hearing yep. is somehow inciting violence before you the public bastard. hearing actually started, right? Yeah, before <laughs> before he even kicked off, right? And so, uh, and uh, like, like no one else joined in the chat for whatever reason, but like, then the conversation between this person and the marshal ensued, and he was like, "You're gonna have to stand up and come with me," and he goes, "No." <laughs> right nice. now this is the most important part of this story right if somebody in authority says all right you have to stand up and come with me like maybe your first thought should be no, no. <laughs> right and he said no and and so this marshal guy he goes well okay well if this happens again i'm gonna have to drag you out of here do you wonder right it was did just he, a, it was a idle like, threat i'm gonna have to ask you to come with me because they will use I, phraseology yeah, like that i well. don't remember the exact okay. phrasing but right. i remember the answer was no 
No. And then the marshal backed off. Was like, "Well, if you start this up again, then I'm gonna have to." Yeah. Right. You know. Then the threat came out. Am I but like, it? I'm not gonna now, even though then, you did the thing I well, said you shouldn't wait, do. Wait. If I do this again, then you're gonna come tell me to stand up again, <laughs> like you just did. Yeah. But really, that's the punishment: is that you'll do to me what you just did to me and didn't work. So I really enjoyed them illustrating their own hypocrisy. In front of a packed courtroom of libertarian type people. Yeah. They're probably used to getting compliance and they don't have to follow the rules. But when challenged, all of a sudden the rules become important. Right. Right. Because if he gets taken away, well, then now now you could potentially have another lawsuit on your hands. And they don't care because it's taxpayer dollars. But, hey, we walk away with some money. The other thing that I want to bring up tonight on this show is that. When the judge did declare his sentence and was finished giving it, it took him some time to figure out what the hell he was doing. Oh, yeah, he gave a lot of thought. Like, put a lot of well, thought so, into it. you know, in Oof. theory, that or he's a good actor. Yeah. You know, I kind of feel like he had it all worked out before the... Oh, the judge? Yeah. Oh, he's a good actor. Yeah, I... I yeah, feel, no, it's... He got a, a lot, lot of credit up front. A lot of people were saying, oh, well, you see, it was so fair during the trial. No. Yeah, that is an act. It was an act. He was pretending. He has to give the appearance. Yes. Right. Uh, he has to yeah. give the the appearance of fairness right. in order to in order to hand down a draconian sentence. So the the other thing that I want to make sure that I mention tonight is that when the sentence was decreed and here come the marshals to put Ian in cuffs. There were, uh, I don't even know how many people. They started with like one and then a couple other and several other people all chanting with, I love you. And, you know, just across the courtroom, just yelling it out, right? There were even some people, you know, yelling at the government, right? You guys are the terrorists. You know, you guys are the ones who are caging an innocent man who is a peaceful man who did yep. nothing to violate consent. You know, all, all these kinds of things, all the stuff we've talked about here on Free Talk yeah. Live before. What if the bailiffs, the sheriff's office, the marshal stood down and didn't arrest him? Didn't put him in cuffs and take him away. Like, yeah. uh, man, right, I, that went, would, oh, this is wrong. That would warm my heart. What if the judge himself was like, uh, you know what? I've reviewed uh, all the evidence in this case, and since I have discretion at sentencing, I'm just going to sentence him to you know well, five years of home confinement. He had discretion prior to that because he dropped one of the charges, right? He's like, I didn't see enough evidence for this one. Right. But somehow saw enough evidence for the for the convictions, and also admitted yes. that he is going to let higher courts decide the rest of it, the appeal and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So he admitted on, uh, you know, his podium, whatever the word the judge. I sits, don't have any faith in what I have just done. He he was like, look, uh, there's nothing I can do about it in my position, but you yeah, know, the yeah, Supreme Court actually, might be able to. The blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, he totally had discretion. To, to make make the thing and like you could have done justice it was within your power that's right. your whole point that's just hope that's the whole purpose of having the judge yeah right to administer justice yeah that is the point and uh, this is what he gets put in jail for he let adults be adults right. he Generally. let people spend their own money yeah. He, that is the crime. He allowed he is, consensual transactions to occur. Not just that. He was tricked into allowing them to occur. Right? 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 right. Tricked into letting grown men and women spend their money. Because, uh, again, he wouldn't have allowed it if he thought that there was a scam involved. And so they had to trick him to get the scam through, and then he's getting punished. Right. Much to the scammer's delight. Yeah. 
Well, because they're not even going after the If scammers. you're like a romance scammer, you're like, damn, I got to find some of these Bitcoin people. Yeah. I got to figure out how to leverage that because they're the ones who are going to get thrown in jail and not me. And have to pay the restitutions. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Still to come, some bad news, some good news, and what the heck are the London Blade Runners? It's Free Talk Live. Eleutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. We have been enslaved for all our lives. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Yes, thank you for listening and tuning in to tonight's edition of Free Talk Live. The show must go on, as they say. We have had a continuation plan for the unfortunate worst-case scenario where Ian Freeman has been kidnapped by the federal government. A continuity of anti-government, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) for the dastardly crimes of selling Bitcoin to willing buyers with overt consent. But don't worry, Captain. Don't worry. Without a government license. You you will never again have to like be responsible for your own choices as a human being that's what the government's there for that's, that's why you buy the license to right, absolve your responsibility exactly exactly so all of those banks you can just be like yeah i know i signed the document and everything and went to the store and all but give me my money back that's i mean what... i'm not going to give back the good or service that i got but like just take it away from those people that i gave it to you you touched on the absolute most important aspect of this whole case Right. It was without a government license. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, it, had he had the government license, yep. right, that he would be operating like any other scam intermediary. Like a bank? Like a bank. Like the gift Western cards at Union. Walmart. Western yep. Union. He would be operating Money in gram. that capacity. Right. All of those things facilitate scams. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the Every time. Every day. In the same, maybe in, in similar fashion yes. and they, to the trade of Bitcoin. And they give a cut to the government. And that's why they're not being persecuted. Right. It's really that simple. Yeah. yeah. And with that, when you have big daddy government looking out for you, yeah. then you can just say, I want my money back. Give me my money back. And it happens. Be like, ah, you know, I, well, I was it, in love, but I'm not in love anymore. So I want my money back. The government and it'll happen. The government doesn't give back the money to the victims of scams. What? What? It doesn't happen. 
No, the the government's going to keep the money. They keep their cut and then just why? Like again, no, no, no. There's forty thousand dollars they find in. They're keeping. It's not for the for the victims. It's not for the little old ladies. And Ian even asked for the fine to go to the absolute end victims, the little old ladies. And they were like, Nope. We're taking forty grand from you, you mf'er, and we're keeping it for ourselves. And and the and the gentleman who got scammed by. 80% 80% more elsewhere, right? There's no case in that matter whatsoever. Right. They just don't care. Yeah. Right? So it's not even, it's not that even was about their the scam- scammers. They're not going to go after their scammers. That's my They're point. They're going to go after the competition for their They're scammers. They're going after the, non, can- the non-licensed facilitators, not the licensed facilitators. We could talk more about this. Let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. I want to get to Van calling from South Carolina. Hey, Van, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing this evening? We're good. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I was kind of bummed out because uh, I think I told you when you your called scream or whatever. Yep. Uh, I didn't know about what happened to Ian because I, I'm, I'm a Luddite, man. I just listen to the radio. I don't have all this Internet <laughs> stuff. And I knew this was coming up. And he got eight years, you're saying? Eight, eight years. 96 months. And that is supposedly a lenient sentence. He was facing, I think, as much as 24 years yeah. for, so, for yeah. the counts. 17 to 24 years. So this this sentence like got cut in half, plus two years probation. Wow. Wow, man. Well, he, he did some jail time before he went to trial, correct? Yep. He did 69 now, he days. Get, yeah, he got credit for that, right? They say I mean, he will get credit. You know, I don't know. Will he? How does the government work? Who knows? But supposedly, but what he won't get credit for is the nearly two years that he was on house arrest, wearing an ankle monitor, having this app on his phone, this draconian Orwellian app that whenever government would call, he'd have to take a picture of himself wherever he was within, I don't know, five minutes or something like that. Uh, And and be like, here's where I am. Here's my GPS coordinates. That's right. I'm behaving like a good boy well yeah i just want to say this i've been listening i i i remember i used to get the, the that guy him and mark that would do the show and down in florida yeah yeah uh, i got it from the station down there and they were great man he'd take any lunatic that would call in still any, do you know free talk and he was a nice guy i disagreed with him a few times sure i did i hadn't called you guys in a long time but i heard you got eight years now i did some stupid state time in florida just to get off probation, you know what I mean? This was 30 years ago. Yeah. But back then, the Fed guys, if you get charged, I mean, if you're in the Fed system, you had to do 85% of your time. Mm. Now, I don't know if it's still the case. Um, I've been out of the system so long, thank God. But, so uh, that's like seven no. years on an eight-year I mean, it, it might not be just as a matter of uh, they have packed the prison system so full like just continually that they really uh-huh. don't have room for a lot of their prisoners is why a lot of people end up doing half their sentence. Yeah, well, I hope that's the case with Mr. Freeman because I'm I, hoping. Come on, man. It, it's just, and it, it's squelching free speech. That's all it is. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Van, and, uh, Van, you, you know, just gave I, me I a, feel, a great idea. Uh, I, I want to, because uh, we've recently received information on how to write to Ian in jail. He can't. He can make phone calls, but he can't really get phone calls. But he can receive letters now where he's at. He's going to be staying in the same place here in New Hampshire. I believe it's Merrimack. 
Uh, he's going to be staying in the same place until the appeals process, or at least, uh, no, I'm sorry, until at least the uh, restitution, hearing. restitution hearing, if not the plea is done. So he might just stay where he's at. Uh, we've received information on how to write him, and uh, that's all posted at freekeen.com. But what I'm asking you, Van, is if you wanted to say something to Ian, I'll write it down right now, and we'll make a letter to Ian tonight on this show live. If you want to call in at 603-283-6160 and tell us what you want to say to Ian Freeman, we'll write it down, we will you know, sign it and print it out, whatever, and we will mail it to him so that he knows oh, that wow. the listeners have said a thing. So what would you like to say to Ian right now? I, I don't want to be long drawn or anything, but thank sure. you, Mr. Freeman. And you went into this saying, yeah, I'm going to be free talk live, and, and we're going to butt heads, we're going to do what we got to do. But I did not, me myself, did not see this coming at this man. Eight years is a hunk of life, man. And that, that's just, and, and them government goons laughing about it. Watch out. And he doesn't even belong in prison. He's not a threat to himself. He's not a threat to society. Exactly. I know. He, he, he you know, he, right. it's a bummer, man. Like I said, I disagreed with him and Mark several times, but he'd always put me on. Yeah. And my loony friend. And it was like, it, it was, I, I'm going to miss him, man. I'm going to miss him. And hang in there, Ian. I, I hope you went on appeal, and I hope you got, I don't know what a good lawyer is, but you know what I mean. <laughs> right, and, yeah. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks a lot, Mr. Freeman. Hey, we hey, appreciate the call, man. Thank you, Van. Uh, that's awesome, uh, and I'll continue to write these down as as you call in. If you have something you want to say to Ian, uh, I'm going to write it down tonight, right. and we'll compile it, put it in a nice thing, and we'll put it in an envelope and mail it off to him tomorrow. Yeah. If 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 this was about justice and getting the money back, right? Restitution should be enough, right? Make people whole. Maybe a punitive penalty in there somewhere to discourage further people from selling Bitcoin. Sure, right. But a, a danger to society, a danger to himself, to be in a cage, nonsense. This, this is not even this is not even the type of violent crime that you would even consider doing. Well, he's that. he's a danger to the empire. I mean, there he is letting people have their own money instead of relying on the fascist corporate banking yeah. system that we have to do all of their transactions. And even that small cog. Right. Bitcoin, right. crypto, way bigger than Ian. Right. The, the government kept uh, talking about the the quantity of money, right? Yeah. Oh, and, $20 and they kept, million. Dollars. Uh, ten, I think it was 10. Okay. They Sorry. kept mentioning $10 million. Now, that's the quantity of value supposedly processed uh, by Ian, according to the FBI's investigation. Now, if he was charging, let's just say 10%, because that seems to be the most common uh, you know, commission off of these things. Just ten percent of that was ten percent of ten million. One million. One million dollars. All right. Now, uh, administration costs of well, buying the machines, running the machines, uh, collecting from the machines, loading the machines. Right, because these were vending machines, not ATMs. Right. Vending machines, much like you go and buy a bottle of Coca-Cola out of a, a vending machine, right? Uh, the, the vending machine doesn't go out on the Internet and replicate a bottle of Coca-Cola and then provide it to you. No, some guy has to show up, load the machine with the Coca-Cola, and then you buy from him. That's exactly how Ian's machines were operating. He was also under aid, uh, operating under advice of lawyers who said, because you're operating your machines in this way, you do not need a license in the state of New Hampshire to do this. You do not need a federal license. Have fun. Right. Uh, so he went out of his way. 
to comply with the law. Yeah. Right? And he still got eight freaking years. That, that was, again, one of the sticking points in the hearing with the prosecutor. Right? He is a sophisticated criminal. Because he knew a sophisticated cyber criminal, sophisticated cyber criminal, who's won multiple freedom of speech awards at this point, who knew the law so well that he advised everyone not to break it <laughs> and didn't break it himself. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And that's how we knew. <laughs> that's how, how we know he was guilty. He knew the law and didn't break it, <laughs> and advised people and also advised not, people to, break not it. to break it. That is how sophisticated criminals operate. By knowing the law and advising people not to break it. Yes. That's just how sophisticated. It was 3D chess, man. That's the, That was like, the, not verbatim, but that was the it, gist totally. of the one of the prosecutor's yeah, points about absolutely. how sophisticated a cyber criminal you know, Like, yeah. How does that fly? What kind of judge hears that and goes like, oh, yeah, totally. It's sophisticated there to was, not break oh, the law. Wow. Did, well, I, I mean, most I'm, people don't break the law just by accident. No one knows what it is. But Ian <laughs> accidentally knew what it was. There was some point during uh, sentencing part two where uh, Seth A. Frame and Georgiana both, like, I'm paraphrasing, but they both stood up and said something like, like this to the court regarding the actual scammer, right? Yeah. The, the romance scammer guy, whoever... Uh, there's a name for him. What the heck is his name? Uh, Jerry something. Jerry, Jerry something or another. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, when when they were, Harmond, I believe. Yeah, Jerry, that was Jerry it. Harmond is Jerry Harmond. Uh, anyway. Uh, and, and they were asked about that. And they were both like, well, everybody knows it's really difficult to capture these romance scamming people because of their ability to hide and whatever. And it's like, in my mind, when both of them said their almost identical responses to this paraphrasing, of course, I was like, well, if you're no good at your job, get another freaking job. Yeah. Right? If you can't investigate the actual scammer, you have no business going after the person who facilitated the exchange of software. Well, yep. and this shows you what the government is actually good for. So you have these people who got taken advantage of, yep. and they're angry about that. Yep. So they reach for a weapon, and that weapon is the United States federal government. Yep. And the United States federal government says, yes, we will absolutely club someone on the head for you. And they look into it, and they're like, oh, man, finding the person who actually harmed you is really hard. I, I was uh, how the... about, okay, how about instead of actually finding the person who harmed you, I'll just find someone who was like somehow maybe a little bit kind of sideways involved at yeah, all. Like three degrees removed from the oh, whole thing i've got it i'll find the guy who sold him the truck that let him harm you oh wait no i can't do that i'm i'm in bed with the uh, auto industry because they're part of the oil cartel okay can't do that um ooh, this guy's not part of any cartels he's not part of any mafias we can go after this guy i was also under the impression that they didn't even go toward the federal government to look for justice Right, they were recruited from the federal government specifically for this case. Am right. I wrong? Okay. Yes. Wow. Yes. Th- no, this case. Uh, I'm going to say Phil Cristiano right now. Phil Cristiano. Phil Cristiano. Uh, this case is the. I'm going to call it the spinoff okay. of the previous episode of the raid on Free Talk Live. Oh, you mean where they uh, pointed out that the FBI was uh, not only running but expanding their child porn operation. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. So, uh, Free Talk Live, uh, near as we can tell, was the first radio program to expose this. That that the the FBI themselves had taken over these rings of porn and were continuing to run them. 
and, and that, expanding them, and that they added new child porn to their program, right? So as, so as to like bait other people into their whatever. Well, their no, entrapment. isn't that the whole point of this? Like, you know, fr- from a status perspective, isn't that the whole point of having the FBI involved in this? Is so that they don't add to the child porn that exists, right? No, the FBI adds to everything. Right. Yeah. Even even the bombings and stuff is like, oh, they they found a guy who wanted to bomb something and gave him all the materials and everything, and then magically captured him before he went off. Yeah. So it took them more than a decade, more than two federal raids on this studio to finally get a jury to convict somebody of something, albeit in bad faith and, as I see it, lacking evidence. Uh, you know, because of Phil Cristiano's vendetta. Against Ian Freeman because Ian Freeman insulted him at some point, and he won't let it go. Well, one thing I can't get over is that they had to use the tax side of this. Like, really? Oh, yeah. Really? You're going to bring taxes into this? Straight out of Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, because a a jury knows what the tax code is. Well, and even the the person that the government employed to figure out how much tax he owed was asked, so it's entirely possible that Ian Freeman doesn't owe any taxes on these transactions, correct? And she goes... Correct. So it's entirely possible that Ian Freeman yeah. doesn't owe any taxes yeah. on those transactions that they claim he was avoiding taxes on. Sounds uh, like there should be an audit first. Huh? Like, like maybe. Yeah. But let's figure out if he actually owes yeah. taxes yeah. before so, we could accuse him of a crime. So the expert so says that did he the audit, might. But the person who did the audit says that it's entirely possible yeah. that okay. he might not owe because of the yeah. laws. Well, that's a terrible audit. Then. Yeah. You should <laughs> get a definitive answer with the <laughs> I audit. Know. So, yeah, the, like, the, it's the exact opposite of jury nullification. The expert just said, yeah, he might not owe anything. And yet the jury said, hang him high. Let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Uh, we have Gigi calling from South Carolina. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. Gigi. GG! GG. Going once. GG going twice. Is your phone muted? Captain's not going to like this, GG. GG going three times. All right, GG, if you can hear me, give us a call back. We'll try and get you on. Uh, Let's move over here to Dave Ridley of the RidleyReport.com. Or is it just RidleyReport.com? No, the? I've got stage fright. Uh oh. Shrinkage? Well, it's a good thing you're not on stage. You're only on the phone. Oh. Uh, Ridley, RidleyReport.com. No, the? No, yeah, just RidleyReport.com. 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 Okay, go ahead. George, Ward, George Orwell said never use three words when you could just use two. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Actually, he didn't quite say it that way. But anyway. Um, <laughs> that was so two words instead words. of three, yeah. Piece of news. Um, you guys are probably talking about it now and then, but there's a date associated with it now. And that is, uh, I guess there's going to be something going on for Defend the Guard on uh, October 11th in New Hampshire. Okay. I don't know what it is. I'm assuming it's the State House here. What is Defend the Guard? Uh, it's the. I'm, I don't want to put words in its mouth. My understanding of it is it is a bill that limits the ability of the federal government to take your National, uh, to take your, uh, national Guard from your state and send it off to some war or something like that. Unless they've uh, declared war. That's that's what the bill's yeah. for. Is that specifically the National Guard, not, not the Air Force, not the Marines, not the Army, that, you know, should have a war declared in order to get sent. But no, just, just the National Guard, whose explicit purpose is supposed to be defensive, are not allowed to be sent off to war unless you declare a war. 
Why not expand it to the Marines, the Army, the Navy? The <sighs> because people won't go for it. Oh, okay. I mean... People don't like declarations of war? Apparently not. They just like the war aspect. Yeah. It. All right. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, Dave. Dave Ridley, I have a question for you. And, uh, you know, just sort of off the cuff, you know, top of your head, uh, we're attempting to compose a collective letter to Ian here tonight for people to call in. Uh, what would you like us to write to Ian on your behalf? Ian, this is Ridley. Uh, snail mail inbound. Snail mail inbound. Okay. Yeah, so keep there's... an eye out for my snail mail. Got it. There's there's a date for this defend the guard and what is what is going to happen on this date is this is just a hearing, and it's a call to action of some kind to show up at the state house. What's going on? I don't remember. I'm just I was just out and about, and I remember the October 11th they're doing something. So I would say just Google it. Google if you're if you're in New Hampshire and you want to do something, just Google defend the guard, October, uh, and then maybe October 11th. And you mean you mean search the internet for defend the guard. Sorry, yes, I shouldn't be, yes. They're not Using Kleenex, Google, because it's a, still the best. Yeah, Kle- Kleenex is, a, yeah, okay. Right, uh, start page, these guys, uh, start page, defend the guard, and find yeah. out what they're doing. They, they, they have probably multiple websites and Facebook pages and stuff like that. I just wanted to make sure that uh, this is what I could do today, get the warning out that something's going on on the 11th. Nice. I believe even start page uses the Google algorithm in some form or fashion, or the Google API. Oh, no. Can we just stop saying the G word? You can and uh, but I would rather I would rather see like the market function of a better search engine take over. I would too, and I hope that they have a better Just word than the G word. Hey, no, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna do that. Ask Jeeves. I mean, I prefer that. Okay, like some hoity British voice. Let's, and, let's oh, ask can Jeeves. I help you search today? Right? You know, if he was like a butler or something. Yeah, he uh, was. I'd probably be all right. He was your internet butler. I'd probably be okay with that. Okay. Right? Like, I mean, compared to the big G. Let's see if it still works then. Let's ask so, Jeeves on the internet. So yeah, uh, defend the guard hearing uh, on the 11th at 10 a.m. at 33 North State Street in Concord. Damn, look at you with the magic rectangle. What's the, what's the purpose though? Like what is going on if I show up on Oh, that it's day? a public hearing to voice your support Wait. for uh, HB 229, which is our, our version of defend the guard. So this is, okay. so the idea of defend the guard is that I was there, say, there I have are a multiple question. states. Aren't, isn't the guard supposed to be defending us? And if so, why do they need to be defended and why can't they defend themselves? And if they can't, how do we defend them? Well, because they're being sent off to war in other countries, halfway around the world for no good reason. The government guard is being sent? I mean, yeah. the national guard? Yeah. Just they're don't go. Called up? Just don't go. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Ridley, what do you have to say? Well, uh, be aware that you might want to be there before 10, because if there's some kind of a demonstration scheduled or something like that, you don't want to show up after the demonstration. I mean, If there was some sort uh, of like activist here in New Hampshire planning some sort of demonstration, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, David Lee, <laughs> you'd want to get there early, right? Well, no, I mean, I, I'm not scheduling one, but there may be one. And if they're listening, call in and give us more details. There we go. Also, 603-283-6160. Uh, with regard to Ian, uh, am I still on? You are. Yeah. So uh, I thought I had that. I, you know, I'm gonna, probably going to be spilling out more thoughts on this for weeks. I'm afraid. But um, something that I'm not sure if anyone else has really come out and said this, but uh, I think it should be said. Everybody seems to Grinch who stole Christmas, right? Yep. Yes. So the idea that uh, you know, after he's taken all their presents, the town is still singing and enjoying Christmas, right? That mm-hmm. that needs to be us. Nice. And, it, and it seems like actually it seems like we kind of 
it kind of actually is us. Yeah. Hey, Ridley, thank you for the call. How can people find out more about you? Uh, com or NH or, or RidleyReport.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for the call. We appreciate you, man. RidleyReport.com. And uh, Defend the Guard is being done in a lot of states across the country. So uh, if you're not in New Hampshire and you hear about Defend the Guard, definitely check it out. It's really worth uh, worth supporting. 603-283-6160 is the telephone number if you'd like to join us here on Free Talk Live. More is coming up. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Welcome back. It is the Saturday night edition of Free Talk Live. That's right. We're still here. Some of you longtime listeners are probably well aware of the news that the founder of this show, Mr. Ian Freeman, has been taken into custody by the uh, federal government. Kidnapped. That's his proper language. Yes, thank you. Was kidnapped. Has been kidnapped and thrown into a cage by people calling themselves government people. In the name of justice. <laughs> yeah, there's no justice here. There's Zero. no justice in this particular uh, case at all. Um, and so many folks have been, what's going to happen to the show? What are you guys going to do? How is it going to be? It's okay. We got it. We got it. At least for the moment. And we'll, we'll see what the future beholds. But Eight years is a long time. You know, but right uh, now we got it. For, for the moment, like, uh, you know, Ian and Bonnie and Mark and I had some discussions and we, we were like, well, let's plan for the, for the worst. And. I mean, mostly Ian's doing, right? He's wizard number one around here, so he puts together the systems and you know decides what software we're going to run and, you know, all that kind of stuff, trains everybody on it or whatever. And apparently still available for tech support, so <laughs> we'll, we'll reiterate when, when, that for new listeners. When we occasionally get him on the phone, yeah, I mean, he's all about helping us make sure we go as smoothly as possible because this is his baby, right? There's, there's a few things in life that are important to most people. Uh, to live, to exist, right? You got to survive, you got to eat, you got to... You know, sleep, you got to, you know, shower, whatever, right? You got to live. Be not dead. Right, be not dead. Uh, to learn, right? Everybody continuously learns. I don't care how old like you are. It's like an Alanis Morissette song. Right, live, 
learn love, right? Have some people that care about you, care about other people. You have to, like, human beings have shown that if they're isolated from other human beings, they just die, right? Human beings are social creatures, so they must interact with other carbon-based life forms in order to be happy. So live, love, learn are the first three things that people do. But the fourth thing is the most overlooked thing. Most people accomplish this by having kids. It's called leave a legacy, Right. And that's the easiest one to knock out by having kids. You're like, oh, I procreated. I've left a legacy. I feel fulfilled in my Check life. Check that box. Right. Yeah. Most people don't even they don't even think about having kids as the fourth aspect of living a human life. Like it just it's beyond that. They they've never even considered that the, there are four things that most humans do, much less considered the fact that, well, what I've done to leave a legacy is to have children. So most people get that just innately by doing so. Um, so Mr. Freeman has chosen not to have kids. What does he have instead? He has free talk live. This is his child. And as far as I'm concerned, we're foster parents now. I think it was described as his life's work in his test, in his, uh, in his statement, yep, yeah, statement. To, to, to the judge. Yep. Uh, before we go on, we can talk more about this and we'll get to your calls as well. I want to tell you that this hour of free talk live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to decide uh, which ones move forward and are funded by the treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thank you to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit Dash.org to learn more about Dash. That's Dash.org. All right, more thoughts before calls? No, take the calls. Going to the calls. That's what we love. All right, uh, let's get this one out of the way. Let's go to Squidward calling from California. It's your boy, objectively the greatest evolutionary capitalist ever. No, you're the worst. There's two of us now. You are objectively the worst. Oh, you know, there's not two of us. There's only one. There is two of you. Yeah, actually, Richie Rich now identifies as... covered this last week. I identify as an evolutionary capitalist. And I recognize you as... It's like a gang. You have to be jumped in or sexed in. Which is your choice? I think he just hit on you. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I I don't feel like Scooter's going to travel to, like, New Hampshire to do that. Yeah, no. As the the first and foremost philosopher of evolutionary capitalism... You have to come to me for permission. Sorry, to use that you weren't jumped in or sexed in. You and you have to have a you have to have a tattoo on your butt. <laughs> you don't know. Does it say Tanakh? Thanks for taking my call on uh, Free Fall Talk Live. All right, have a good night. Thanks. <laughs> he said thanks for taking my call. Yeah, yeah, calls yeah, over. So, yeah. You're welcome. All right, let's move, move along. On. Let's go to and I believe this is Ricky in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, brother Ricky. You're on Free Talk Live. Oh, I hope you're wrong. Thank you there, brother Darn. Captain, brother Richie, Peakless <laughs> Mountaineer. Good evening. You'll notice Peakless isn't a brother. No, it's I know. I've, I've heard the show. It's I know true. why. Yeah, he specifically requested it. I had. You know what? Ricky's accommodated. You know how many times I've followed Squiggy on this show? <laughs> no, none, zero. Too many. <laughs> 
You know, anyways, you one know, could infer talk- from that that we prefer talking to him than you, and you know how little we like talking to him. <laughs> you prefer talking to Squiggy than Ricky from the. No, Cowboys? no, the other way around. No, no, that's oh, how I meant okay, it. Okay, oh, yeah. oh, no, no, I, that's, that's that's how Richie meant it. <laughs> no doubt. No I don't doubt. push you the buttons though, but one could Richie. infer. Uh, okay, wait, hang on. So Skeeter has called back. He's on hold. I'm not taking another call from you tonight, Skeeter. Call back another time. <laughs> Well, you know what I say about Brother Richie. He's a jackass, but he's a lovable jackass. Well, what I say about him is, yeah, sure, he's a jackass, but he also has a beard. I come I'm with caveats. I'm going to have one this fall, Brother Captain. Pretty soon, probably by the, coming, I don't know, maybe towards the end of this month. It's going to start. Anyway, you've been uh, You've been putting some oil on your whisker? No, no. I'm clean shaven, but I always grow one <laughs> for the winter. I'm a Pennsylvanian. You know, is that a standard Pennsylvanian tactic? Yeah, like do do the women in Pennsylvania also grow winter beards? Do you have your first pube frame? Only the Amish. Well, you know, you know, only (laughs) only the Mennonite women really. Ricky from the Commonwealth, racist against the Amish. Only their women grow beards. Not just the Amish. Is that racist, no, though? Or just... women, really. uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure they count as a distinct ethnicity at this point. The Amish? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they have been, like, genetically cut but off from the entire But you can become Amish, planet. and Amish can just sort of, like, leave and become, like, you know, regular people. Y- yeah, but A, it's never happened. Sure it has. And B, it does occasionally happen, and then you're not Amish anymore. Right. Yeah, no, literally no one has ever joined the Amish. Really? I don't think so. Wikipedia it, dude. Well, look it up. What about okay, all those movies one. where, like, some guy, yeah, no. like, he's wayward it's and, like, never he's a criminal and, like, he's got nowhere to go and he falls in with the Amish and discovers that life is great and he can make a difference there and, like, it's a, you know, all this kind of stuff? What about those? Yeah, that's Hollywood. They're they're not based on well, actual pure illusion, events? Man. It's never happened. They have, they have had a number of what they call seekers, which are people that will go out and live with them and see what it's like. They've never had anyone stay. I, I want to call out Pete well, just real quick because uh, he just told me to check the Wikipedia, and he is also <laughs> the one who has told me numerous times Wikipedia that Wikipedia isn't. is not a credible source. So justify well, that. Well, I have something important to say, brother captain. All right, I guess name. we'll let Ricky say something All important. Right. Go ahead. All Ricky. right, now this is important, and this this goes together with brother Ian, and I have something for that letter. Uh, now, I'm going to say this now. You know, uh, t- at 29 years old, I became a high-level Gnostic, and I also realized I didn't have my own life anymore. And for the next 20 years, I played dangerous big boy games with big boys, and I won. And I hopefully I could talk about that someday. And you know, one thing that's important, you know, and they, you know, anybody heard my call Wednesday? I don't need to say anymore. I mean, there's other no, things too, but I will tell you this, okay? Kissinger said under Nixon, people think money's power, but knowledge is power. Now, to someone that's Gnostic, when it comes to the spirit, that little touch of the divine, you know, and those who know how to use uh, the spirit through the mind, there's great power. Okay, now, when it comes to Brother Ian, this is what you could put in that letter. And that's what guides me through this world and the things that I have done, you know. Wait, what am I putting in? What am I putting in? He's getting there. I'm going to put, put this in the letter. Tell Brother Ian that Ricky from the call, well, he can maybe throw in a little stuff that I said from this part of the call, but tell him that... Ricky from the Commonwealth says... To be, to be strong in spirit, 
and do what the Spirit guides him and use the power uh, of the Spirit through the mind. And if he does that, things have a way of working their self out in the end. Got the it. Spirit is playing 8D chess because following his Spirit is what got him into this mess. Yeah, but the power of the Spirit through the mind can make things happen. All right. For those who know how to use it. And I think Brother Ian, if he does that sincerely, and I think he can do it, if he can think of what I am and what I do. And like I said, I've I've done a lot of things, and hopefully one day I can talk about him on this show. He'll be all right. And I know he got it because I know he's strong in spirit, and I know he's got insight. And if he uses it like someone like me that's Gnostic, it'll work out. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Ricky, for the call. We appreciate you, man. Uh, let's move right along. Let's go to this unscreened caller. What's your name, please? Hello, unscreened. Shag. Yes, hello. What's your name? You're on the air right now. What's your name? I am Shag. Can you hear me? Hey, Shag. Yep, we can hear you. What's on your mind? Uh, thank you there, Brother Captain, Mr. Mountaineer, and Brother Richie. Good evening. Good evening. I, I was just trying to imitate, um... Uh, Last caller. It's not racist enough. Well, you should stop because imitation is the highest form of flattery. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't need that going to his head. And also, we can tell we can tell that your accent isn't racist. So. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I do respect him. I respect him. He's a, he's a fun caller, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, a few things. Um, I just tuned in. I have a beard question. So, what do you do if you can grow a lot of facial hair, but it's thin? So your beard is thin, but it's long. What do you do about that? You got to braid that mother fracker. Yeah. Yeah? Like, look at this double-bearded bastard over here. I don't know if you're watching online or not, but uh, Peakless Mountaineer over here has uh, a large beard, but then he takes the beard and actually splits it in two and braids each half of it so that it hangs down under yeah. his chin in these you know nice long braids. So that's one thing you could do. Yeah, yeah, accessorize. The, uh, There's beads uh, <laughs> and whatnot that you can braid into it as well. Totally. totally and I will say yeah, this. I bought some beads. Beard. For you bought some beard beads? I did. Wow. But my beard is so thick that I could not feed enough hair through the bead hole to make it do anything. <laughs> so if you have like thin... Did you, did you try some lube? I did not try lube. <laughs> I had I had a little plastic thing that was supposed to pull it through. Couldn't do it. So sent it all back. But if you have thin, scraggly hair, nice, man. if you have, you know, if you have a shag, shaggy beard, or you know, whatever, and you can, and you can actually braid it through the bead hole, right? Then you can, you have more chance to accessorize that thing than I do. Right. Shay, yeah, what does he got to say? I guess he could be right. I guess he could be right. Well, I guess the other thing I want to say is, like a whole bunch of people have said, I'm really sad and sorry about what's happened to Ian. He doesn't deserve it, and we all feel terribly sad for him. And um, I had a question about uh, amplifying the Freestock Live show. Um, Ian had mentioned he's about his baby dying. Hey, Shay, I don't know if you're talking directly into the microphone or not, but there's a whole lot of, like, wishy-washy sounds. It sounds like your phone is in your pocket and you're walking around while trying to talk to us. So if you could remedy that, that'd be great. And then ask your question Uh, again because we couldn't understand it. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, that sounds way better. Go ahead and, and ask that again. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I was just saying uh, I love Free Talk Live. I love this show, and I want to amplify, and I'm worried. Ian expressed concern that uh, his show, his baby, would die 
with him being in prison and I want to amplify, but I'm worried that the show, I just, all I'm asking is, do you, do you expect free talk live and beard talk live to continue? Is that your intention? That is the ultimate goal. Yes. Yes. I I said, I said the day after the raid that the government had failed in their attempt to take down this show. And as long as I am living and breathing, uh, you know, I mean, it could be that at some point Mark and Ian get together and go, you know what, shut it down. That day is not yeah. today, and I don't foresee that day ever coming as long as I'm around. And even if they did that, yeah. Ian doesn't believe in IP, so we could still run it as Free Talk Live, right? Mm-hmm. And he couldn't do it, and he, and he wouldn't do anything about it, right? Right, right. Awesome, awesome. And so, then, and during the raid, I also said Hail Hydra, right? Because they take one post yeah. away and multiple replace them, so. So the other thing I want to say is that uh, Ian, like I said previously in previous segments tonight, has made sure that we have a continuation plan. We're still here in the Free Talk Live studio. We're using the gear that he has curated. We're using the systems that he put together. We're using you know everything that has existed up until this point. It's just that now, instead of one guy doing most of the work now it's a community doing you know it takes a community to be one ian that's all i'm saying ian is wizard number one for a reason and it's because he does the work of like i don't know four or five people right and so now what we've got is a team of people you know three or four people trying to do the work of four or five people so the, the plan is absolutely to just continue on as we have if for some reason we ever go off the air that should be a signal to you that, that we have been taken off the air right. yes and wizard number okay. two is you know doesn't have as long of a sentence so she should be back sooner than later as well yeah in like a, a year ish or something right so right. if we can keep oh, this yeah. thing afloat yeah, totally. for a year we're in good shape right that's awesome. Well, I hope to be able to help. Um, anything I can do aside from calling, I mean, amplifying, obviously. Call in, amplify, yeah. share episodes, talk to people. Spread the message. Spread the message of liberty, director. right? Uh, all that kind of stuff. Awesome. And if you're, if you're, if awesome. we're on the radio in your area, call and thank them. If we're not on the air in your area, call them, ask them to put us on. You know, we've got Thanksgiving awesome. and Christmas coming up. Have some uncomfortable conversations at the dinner table. That's that's a good thing to do, definitely. All right, hey well, Shay, man, thanks. Right, we appreciate the call, brother. Give out thumb drives of Free Talk Live for Halloween instead oh, of candy. That's a good idea. There you go. <laughs> that's a really good idea, actually. I wonder if we get trick or treaters here. <laughs> no idea, man. Maybe Penguin, if you're listening, maybe we can get some uh, some pen drives from ThinkPenguin.com. <laughs> load them go. up with some Free Talk Live episodes and give them out for Halloween to the kids who show up. <laughs> Maybe wrap them in Snickers. <laughs> no, no, because then they're going to come after us. No, no, what you got to do is you got to be that guy that gives them the whole candy bar yeah. and the flash drive. Yes. Then they're like, well, these guys are awesome. I wonder what's on this flash drive. That's true, All yeah. All of a sudden, Captain Kickass is going to be dropping in his Captain Kickass rolling papers. <laughs> One day this will be important to you, kid. I mean, I do have these USB cards that would be really easy to hand out on Halloween yeah, no, with it. the EP on it. Mm. But like, also, like, I'm charging twenty bucks. I'm not sure I want to give out, you know, no. twenty bucks. No, but know, the, I don't know how much. What, I don't know what the cost is for yeah. that. But if you load it up, free talk live episodes. Right, then you're not trying to make money. It's, well, no, I mean, I can get, like, different USB drives that are much yeah. cheaper and yeah, yeah. not custom printed or yeah. whatever, right? That's why I was, like, calling out to Think Penguin. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Don't be giving out your stuff. Like, the, the rolling papers was a joke because <laughs> of the drug thing. I, uh, however, I would like to say, if you're in New Hampshire, in the Keene area, both of the Mighty Moose Mart 
stores, the convenience stores known as Mighty Moose Mart, now carry Captain Kickass rolling papers. Nice. In stock. Sweet. They're, I don't know, two, two, whatever they regularly, whatever the other price of all the other rolling papers is in either of the stores is what mine are. They're just, they're all the same, apparently. So for the price of There's, ordinary rolling papers, you could have Kickass rolling papers. They are 100% hemp. Uh, they are uh, essentially the exact same thing as raw rolling papers. So, you know, I've gone to the extent of making sure that they're sourced appropriately. Uh, out of the ones that uh, people have used, I've had uh, all positive feedback except for one. They said that the very last paper uh, wasn't gummed. Okay. But mm. they did say that they think that instead of, I don't know how many papers are supposed to, they said there might have been one extra. So, like, as these things are made, if there's, you know, 25 or 50 papers in a pack, however many there are, you know, there might have been 51 in this pack, and that last one didn't have the appropriate gum. But they were able to successfully use it because, well, they're experienced stoners, and they know how these things go. It's like a baker's dozen for rolling papers. <laughs> right. It's like, come okay. on, man, I've made this out of Bible passages. we got to work harder than that to stop me. Right, but I the- actually did that in jail. Like, they would bring me the Bible to rip the paper out of because they felt like it was blasphemous to do it themselves. So I would just tear pages <laughs> wait, out of the Bible. Wait, 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 wait. So, so tearing the page, that would be blasphemy. Yeah. But lighting it on fire. Wasn't a, it, as, it was just a page of the Bible, not the Bible. So I would tear the page out. They would use it to smoke. Well, I mean... So to be fair, you do want to use those extra pages that they put in the front and the back for notes that don't have any ink on them? Pretty sure I just ripped out whatever page they handed me that it happened to be open. You might not have those options in jail. And okay. yeah, I gotta say, if if tearing the page is blasphemy, how how is light... I mean... Hey, man, we just all had I did a- was tear the page. Like, I'm not trying to justify what they did with it after it. I mean, explain like, it. lighting a thing on fire is a thing that you do to express, like, hey, everybody, this okay. is horrible. Like, if you make an effigy of, you know, a president, sure. you light it on fire and yeah. wave it around to be like, this is what sucks, everybody. So uh, my point is that uh, the kick-ass rolling papers have received uh, great reviews so far. Uh, they are 100% hemp, so they burn well. They're just the regular size. I think the 1.25s is the regular size. There's, there's just that one size, no other sizes. Uh, if you don't live in the Keene, New Hampshire area, and you would like to get some Captain Kickass branded rolling papers, you can go to CaptainKickass.com, and on that page, find something called the Kickass Bundle or a link to my Bandcamp page where you can find the Kick-Ass Bundle. You can buy a copy of the EP, a T-shirt, and you get two packs of rolling papers for only 40 bucks. So uh, it's a special deal I have going on, CaptainKickass.com. Uh, when I've done merch in the past for like my bands and stuff like that, uh, the reason I did rolling papers for myself was because that was the number one most requested merch thing in any of the bands I ever did. Like, nice. Like one day, I was looking at how to do this, and it was too expensive for a band to do it because it cost way too much. It cost as much to do personalized rolling papers as it did to print CDs Okay. at the time. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to spend this kind of money, I'm just printing CDs. I'm not printing rolling papers. But I got in contact with a guy, and he's like, well, look, man, we have these blanks. And I'm like, do you have black ones? He's like, yeah, I got a whole box of them right here. I'm like, can I just buy that box? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, what's your wholesale price? He's like, I got to charge you like 10% over. I'm like, okay. And so he did, and he sent them to me. And then I just printed out little stickers with my band logo on them. Nice. You know, and just made them myself, right? But they were the number one most, like, after they were gone, we'd sell them at shows or whatever. After they're gone, people were like, man, how come you guys don't have the rolling papers anymore? And it's, well, it's money, right? Because I, I only got a, one box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now I have actual, you know, not 
they're really, I mean, they are DIY in the fact that, like, I got a hold of a supplier who would make these. I sent them the artwork. But it's actually printed on the package. It's not like a package where I put a sticker on top of it. It's like real, you know, actual print on the thing uh, with the Captain Kick-Ass it's logo. professional. Yeah. Try to step up my game a little bit, yeah. you know. Uh, do something new, different, right? Who else is like, you know, a musician in their local small to- small town community who like puts rolling papers in local convenience stores, right? I'm pretty sure no one else does that. If you do, give us a call at 603-283-6160 cuz I want to talk about it on the air. Or other marketing ideas that you've done in your little local area that Captain can incorporate right. if she so chooses to. One of my favorites of course was reverse shoplifting. Yeah. You've I talked just, about this. I just, I, and I'll continue to yeah. do so. I just love the idea of walking into a store with like a CD, a compact disc, back in the day, in your pocket, and you walk into, you know, Walmart, Fred Meyer, Kmart, Target, whatever. You walk over to their electronic section where they have the CDs, and you find the appropriate alphabetical place for your band's name to be located, and you just put a CD in there. You, so you're bringing something into the store and leaving it there. Hence the term reverse shoplifting. Um, if you do it right, you already have a UPC code on the back of the CD when you printed them. Uh, and so what happens is somebody inevitably goes to the store, looks through you know all the CDs that are there because they're bored, they're there with their mom or their girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, and they find one with your band's name, and they're like, oh, who the heck are these guys? Never heard of them before. Oh, they have a cool cover. Oh, and it's only 10 bucks or whatever it is. And they're like, I'm going to try and buy this. And so they go to the, the counter or the self-scanner or whatever, and they're like, beep, and it comes up, error. Beep, error. I'm like, well, it, it was in the section where all the CDs were 20 bucks. It was in the right place. And they're like, well, we'll just charge you that for it, and, and, let you, and they'll let them buy it and take yep. it away. And then what will happen is they'll look up the UPC code and get back to whoever published the CD, in this case me, right, and send an email or a letter and say, hey, uh, you know, this is Target, and somebody tried to buy your CD today. Can you please provide us the appropriate information in which to pay you? Yeah. And that's how you get distribution in a major retailer without actually having a distribution agreement. Shop leaving. 603-283-6160. Still to come, the London Blade Runners. What the heck is that? It's more Free Talk Live on the way. Free Talk Live. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to the Saturday night edition of Free Talk Live. What is Free Talk Live, Ricky Rich? Uh, It is a national broadcast radio show where we take your calls. If you call the number, 603-283-6160, about anything you want to talk about. That's right. We're talking about all sorts of stuff tonight. We've talked about how uh, the show must go on. We've talked about the future of Free Talk Live. Uh, Mr. Ridley called in, talked about defend the guard. That's a thing you should look up if you don't know what the heck that is. Uh, we talked about we're putting together a letter for Ian Freeman. We are putting together a letter 
Uh, and in fact, we have some quotes from Van, from Dave Ridley, from Ricky and Shay. We'll get quotes from our, ourselves here and send them to Ian. If there's something you would like to say to Ian, we're putting this together live on the air tonight. Give us a call, 603-283-6160, and we'll try and get your quotes into this letter that we send to Ian while he's in jail, uh, pending yet another hearing for restitution. So we'll see how much money they're going to try and rape him for for his crimes with uh, no victims. And foolishly, right, if they want him to pay the victims, let him continue to work and make money. Right. They're taking they're taking eight years of in if he was making as much money as they're claiming, right? Doing whatever businesses he was doing, they're taking eight years of that business off the books. Right. And that could have been used towards you know, I'm going to say actual justice. If the, if you want to, like, we'll call uh, it restitution at least, yeah, right? You know, yeah, like sure. Maybe some of the victims could get some money back. Right. I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, we always push for uh, restitutive justice. Yep. Right. Make the person you victimized whole again. Right. And you don't do that from a cage. He doesn't belong in a cage. He's no. not a danger to himself. He's not a danger to society or anyone. So so if you're gonna if you agree with the guilty verdict. Right, the only justice that needs to be meted out is like making the victims whole. Right, and if you take him off the streets, out of work, unemployed for eight years, when he's capable of bringing in, you know, ten million dollars or whatever it was, in however many years. But don't you see that if they leave him on the streets, that other people might be able to spend money as they see fit, how would it and be- then regret it later? How if if they come back with restitution, whatever that number is. Where's that money going to come from if he's in jail earning nothing? Right. Yeah. It's foolishness yeah. of the highest order. Uh, before we go on, I do want to say thank you to Prometheus, who is tonight's amplifier. He's a silver level amplifier, and that means Prometheus gives uh, five bucks a month to help advertise, market, promote, and support this radio show, Free Talk Live. Uh, you can become a supporter over at amps.freetalklive.com. You, too, can be an amplifier to help spread the message of liberty, peace, and prosperity, the perspectives that we come from here on the show. If you enjoy the hosts, the callers, the co-hosts, uh, and the zany antics that sometime occur, please consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Prometheus. We appreciate you. And thank you for the fire. Sorry about your liver. <laughs> How do you know what condition my liver is in? Oh, wait, we're friends. That's no, no, Prometheus, he gets his uh, liver pecked out by a rev- raven every day. So quoth the raven? That's what, no, that's what he gets for stealing fire from the gods and giving it to humans. Loch Navar. Yeah. I'm just throwing out random, like, Edgar Allan Poe words. <laughs> anyway, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. We've got Cloth. Law Dog in Michigan calling. Law Dog, you are on Free Talk Live. Yeah, thanks for taking my call there. Just want to give you guys an update on the two... Um, uh, Chinese solar battery plants. They're the one uh, called Goshen up there, uh, Green uh, Township, uh, Big Rapids. That's a go. Recently this week, they had about 350 uh, applications uh, submitted for nine job postings. Uh, they're slated to uh, go into construction uh, probably around in spring. Okay. There's one down here in Marshall, Michigan, which is about 30 miles west of me. They put a stop to that, so uh, there's not going. There's not too much going on that. Uh, Gretchen's uh, well water disaster over there in, uh, on uh, uh, Michigan's uh, west coast, there on uh, Lake uh, 
Michigan. I uh, haven't heard too much about that lately, but uh, she's just uh, we got to get her to run for president. We wanted the hell out of here. She's uh, <laughs> she's bad news. Yeah, I mean, that's that one way wait, to get rid wait. of your governor. This is the woman that you want with her finger on the button. No, no, he just wants her to run, no, so she's not the governor anymore. She can lose the president. And uh, it, you know, I I can't say it on radio. So <laughs> okay, thank you for your restraint. We appreciate you. <laughs> anything else? That's it. Have a good one, guys. Hey, uh, but Law Dog, before you go, did you want to say anything to Ian? We're putting together a letter for him. Did you want to say a couple of words to him? Law Dog? I'll take that as a no. He's gone. That's a no. Somebody sprayed a can of Law Dog Be Gone. New from Blamo. It's Law Dog Be Gone. How is Acme still in business? <laughs> I, They've got I, Wiley the, Coyote. Yeah. But it always backfires. It's old money, dude. Wiley Coyote. But he, keeps, money. but he keeps buying it. Yeah. All right. I mean, seriously, I think he's a government contractor. People keep getting <laughs> fooled by the drawing of the continuing road where the mountain begins. Oh, man. That actually happened. <laughs> I saw like a legit news story about that. Someone, so I painted someone a did mural, that and yeah. then some SUV like missed mm-hmm. it. And no, I totally one. believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Real life, and uh, that is murder. Only like, who does the it cu- is cartoonish murder? Who does the quality life. control at Acme to let all those products hit the market? Oh, no, no, they're, they're they're designed for that. Oh, okay, that's what they're there for. Oh, okay, this is uh, purposeful. Some, okay. Yeah, that's how they're supposed to work. All right, okay, it's so, a government program. It does the exact opposite of what it says. Okay. Like when it says Department of Justice, it's letting you know that justice done departed. I thought you meant Wiley Coyote was the government contractor just purchasing all this stuff. Not it was not that it was probably both. I mean, where else is he getting infinite okay. money? Like, I mean, where does a Coyote get any money? <laughs> what sort of payment is Acme even taking? Well, where does it's anyone not money, feathers? Yeah, we know that much. And why can't he just use that to buy a chicken? <laughs> like, you're not born with money, so where does anyone get money? They have to earn it, right? Yeah, or be given it, or sure. you know, well, some people are born steal with it, money. Or, or whatever. Right? What is but, what is why the coyote done to earn the money to order all these products from him? Well, you don't know what he's into, dude. He could have you know Bitcoin miners in his he's cave a or whatever. Like, and he's I mean, bad at that too. You know, just because he's bad at that doesn't mean he doesn't have some nice miners in his cave running right. on solar or whatever. All right. Right? Fair yeah, enough. I'm just saying. I know. You maybe know. he's into merchandising for Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote. If he's got that, that many miners in his cave, he's probably on Epstein's list as well. <laughs> Am I an ER? Oh, that's sorry. <laughs> it's an important distinction. Uh, so uh, before that kind uh, doesn't make Bitcoin. A, a couple of segments ago, I mentioned bad news, good news. And we're, we're not going to get to it. We're, we're not going to cover oh, that tonight. Okay. What I am going to say about it, though, is uh, I read two differing articles, greatly differing articles. About the same thing, about Ian Freeman and his conviction. One is from the United States Attorney's Office, District of New Hampshire. And if you read this thing, it is like, this guy is super guilty. There's no question in anybody's mind that he's totally wrong. You mean they didn't come and, out? Like, no, it's it's a horrible hit piece. It's one of the worst things I've ever written. You mean the government came down on the side of the government? Right. I think I read that exactly. one. Exactly. And it, it's just like they say all this crap that's not true. A sophisticated cyber criminal has been taken off the streets. <laughs> right. Your money uh, is safe now. So America. then today at 2.56 p.m., actually, sorry, on October 2nd uh, at 2.56 p.m. It's a big uh, difference from today. Yeah, sorry. The AP released an article that is way more like just sort of factual and balanced and like isn't condemning anyone, you know, by by their, you know, 
by their own words. They're just like, yeah. this is what happened. Here's what the government says. Here's what Ian says. Here's what some of his supporters say. That's the general purpose of the AP. They're, right. they're, the, they're presumably the provider of facts, and then you take their stories and editorialize as so you see fit. So I just want to point out that it behooves government to smear anyone government persecutes. Oh, yeah. Right. I shouldn't have to say these things. This should be common sense to most people. But most people don't really pay attention to government at all. Like, it's something that sort of gets in the way of their life every night. Oh, crap, i got to go to the DMV. Or i got a parking ticket. Oh, crap, i got a speeding ticket. Or, oh, crap, my accountant screwed up my taxes. Or whatever, right? There, there's always some, like, menial thing that just sort of interrupts the rest of their life. Government's sort of in the background for most people, I think. And then, like, every now and again, it rears its ugly head. People go, oh, crap. Right? They have that oh, crap moment because they realize government has force behind them. Ironically, a lot of that comes up when they're, like, threatening to shut down the government. Then people start to worry. Right. Oh, no, not a government shutdown. No, no. Oh, no. Can't have that. Well, what's the worst that could happen? You've been fine, like, not paying attention to it at all. (laughs) Just continue to not pay attention to it. Yeah, you know, like those other government shutdowns that we failed to notice. Like, so, oh my goodness, they closed the park? <gasps> you don't even have to close the park. You don't. You just don't have they someone do, there at the park. But they don't have to. You just go to the park. So I want to talk if about something. If a government employee at the local playground, it doesn't have to be one at the state park either. Right. right. So I want to talk about something that I think is coming soon to a city or town near you, even, yes, in the United States. Blade Runners? Blade Runners of London. Ooh. Yes. These so, are... Wait, uh, wait. So are these... Replicants? The ones, right. The ones hunting down the androids that are trying to pass as humans. Uh, n- n- no. Oh. Uh, but kind of. Oh. Uh, let's just start this. I got this from DailyMail.com. Uh, there are several articles about this. I just thought this one was pretty long and in-depth, right, for all the articles on this. I was like, oh, wow. Because I knew next to nothing about what these people are, the Blade Runners of London, you know, and, and that kind of a thing. So... The headline is, Blade Runner vows they won't stop destroying cameras until Sadiq Khan ends London's hated ULEZ expansion. Oh, these are good guys. Thank you for your service. These are vigilantes of, in my opinion, the highest order. So before we even talk about the article, uh, ULEZ, they're going to talk about ULEZ in London, uh, stands for the Ultra Low Emission Zone. This is an area in central London where the most polluting vehicles have to pay a daily charge to get in and to drive around. Yep. The ULEZ affects petrol vehicles that do not meet the Euro 4 emission standards, which generally means vehicles registered before 2006. A ULEZ compliant car is one that meets the requirements to drive into London's ultra low emission zone without being charged a fee. The standards apply to every type of vehicle, including cars, vans, lorries, coaches, and motorbikes. They're just going to bring back the rickshaw, aren't they? thought we got past this. <laughs> you think that's what this is headed Human toward, is rickshaws? It's got, it's got it somewhere. <laughs> so, right, you're mining too much cobalt and lithium for the electric vehicles. Right. Right? All of the, the, the electric grid can't handle it. We're going back to the Flintstones, man, and rickshaws. <laughs> Human-powered transportation. Mm. Can we get giant ribs, like that rack they sit on the oh, side of the Flintstones? It'll never be ESG compliant that some way. Some Baranosaurus ribs yeah, or something? Ribs. Yeah. Only, only if I'd they're made out of bugs. Uh, all right. So anyway, 
Um, in London, they have uh, made this zone where, like, if your vehicle doesn't meet certain Just emission standards. You were able to drive through there yesterday. Today, you cannot. Right. Mm-hmm. And if your vehicle, then you have to pay a daily fee uh, or else, right? Because yeah. this is what laws are all backed by. They're all backed by violence. Or else you're going to get a ticket, a fine. You're going to throw in a cage. You know, if you don't do any of the, you don't pay it or whatever. You're eventually going to get thrown in a cage. Let's assume. Let's assume for a moment that all these non-compliant vehicles just decide to pay the fee. Okay. Right. How does that help climate change? Right. It doesn't. <laughs> right. The government gets more money. There's still it, the same amount. Just, of well, right. You it's see. just a cash grab. Okay. It's well, just a cash grab. All of these environmental things, when they're when when law comes into play, it's they're not all cash grab. just a cash grab. It's a control grab. So here's the thing. I stand sure, corrected. Sure. I mean, it, it won't directly and immediately help it, but this is one step closer to Big Daddy government knowing exactly what you're doing everywhere all the time, and that will save the planet. It's already London. They already have these cameras everywhere. They're like the most well yeah, they're really cities. bad at it they, I guess. they okay. put these cameras up but the blade runners well let's find out okay a member of the infamous blade runners gang has vowed to continue destroying sadiq khan's hated ulez cameras telling the mayor of london we won't stop until you stop that's the bottom line in an interview with talk tv the masked maverick who uses ben as a fake name claims to have racked 150 of the traffic cameras since they were expanded across the boroughs in August, uh, on August 29th. Ben was wearing a balaclava and a hood and is seen in the footage using an angle grinder to cut down a ULES camera mounted on a traffic light in just four seconds. Those things are fast. Four yeah. seconds. So here's a guy putting on a face mask and a hood, grabbing an angle grinder, finding out where these cameras are mounted, cutting them down uh, wherever he finds them, right? Now he's putting himself at risk, of course. And a COVID-compliant face mask probably, so good on him for that. The father of three, aged somewhere in his 40s, says he goes out at the dead of night several days a week flouting the law to carry out what he calls unpaid voluntary work. Speaking to Talk TV, Ben claims he's behind a near total blackout of enforcement cameras in the Bromley area, one of the greater London boroughs where the scheme has been extended. Nice. Uh, this article has some videos and whatnot of all this stuff, and we'll post this to our here's, social here's media. Here's the problem of with that sort of activism. I, I like it, right? But they will make him out to be the bad guy because oh, yeah. the state, with their infinite powers and infinite money, will charge the taxpayers more to put the cameras back up. And they'll say, like, well, we wouldn't have to do this if this vigilante wasn't going out there cutting it down. So he's the real bad guy here. Well, I'm sure they never would have spent that money on something else. I now mean, they can raise the The taxes. government would never have expanded if he hadn't done this. Right. Well, but now they have a scapegoat, right? Now they can blame that expansion on one man. Good. Keep doing well, it. Well, not necessarily. Get other people doing it. I mean, not necessarily. Well, this guy, Ben, is one man of part of a collective okay. or a loosely based group well, calling themselves on gang, the Blade Runners of London. Right. right. Either way, the the media portrayal on state-sponsored television and right. newspapers yeah. is going to say, these Blade Runners are costing you more because we have to raise your taxes to replace these cameras. Right. Yep. I, I have a lot more to say about these Blade Runners, and this article goes on, but let's go to this unscreened caller. Uh, what is your name, please? You're live on Free Talk Live. Uh, Real McCoy. Hey, Real McCoy. Where are you calling from? Colorado. And what's on your mind tonight? 
I wanted to ask, um, is there a documentary about Ian's sentencing? Um, I don't know about of the sentencing specifically. Uh, there is a, a bunch of writing and some companion videos from people who were there over at the freekeen.com website. Uh, there, ho- there are, however, at least two documentaries in production about the Crypto 6, which, of course, includes Ian in them, and they were present uh, both NBC Boston and I believe, uh, what's Ricardo's documentary? Uh, I have no idea. Peakless, what's Ricardo's documentary? It's, oh, The Ballad of the Crypto 6 is what the other documentary, mm-hmm. Ballad of the Crypto 6. Sorry, Ricardo, I forgot. <laughs> Uh, there are two documentaries there. There were also several reporters uh, who were present uh, and other, you know, uh, podcasters, bloggers, that kind of a thing. I believe uh, Breaking the Flaw was at least outside of the sentencing, getting a group reaction from the protesters and the, the, you know, the sort of the freedom people who showed support for Ian. So you might go check those out as well. Yep. Okay. Are they going to be, after they're done, are they going to be on Max? Or are they going to go to streaming sites? I, I think that they're already or is it published. Just like a like indie um, documentary kind of deal. Uh, well, so are you talking about the professional ones or these like uh, guerrilla interviews, right? Probably guerrilla. Or like, well, what's the nature of these documentaries? Like, as in their production value. Well, so there's two professional documentaries. Those are the ones I mentioned, Ballad of the Crypto Six, and then NBC okay. Boston is continuing to do their series on The Free State Lives in New Hampshire, I believe is the okay. name of it. I'm not sure. It's a continuation. They already did uh, release many episodes in this series, if you will, about like uh, the Free State Project and Porkfest and that kind of stuff, but they continue mm-hmm. to report on it and add more episodes to this, so that's great. Uh, the other ones, like Breaking the Flaw, you'll find him on YouTube. You'll find him on, I think, Twitch. He's on a couple of other videos. On Odyssey, I think he's there as well so these would be sort of the uh you know one man you know video streaming sort of places uh you'd want to go find him on those platforms and you have to remember that cameras were not allowed in the courtroom so there's no actual footage of anything that went on inside the court right so anything you hear is going to be reports from people who witnessed it being interviewed after the fact got you all right that's pretty much all i called for hey we appreciate the call man take care uh, let's go over to this caller. You're unscreened. What's your name, please? You're live on the radio on Free Talk Live. Uh, Rufus. Hey, Rufus. Where are you calling from? Uh, Florida right now, though. All right. Awesome. How what? are you guys doing? Uh, We're good. Sorry to hear about Ian. Bonnie, uh, sorry about that. Um, but I've got a question. I have a personal problem at work. I work for a state hospital. And one of our board members um, works for one of the banks that we do business with, and it feels like he's doing some impropriety. Uh-uh. Uh, you know, when it comes to trying to do the right thing and step into the board of ethics, if I wanted to, at what point is it uh, a breach of the nap uh, to do aggression amongst, uh, to this person um, you know, and tattletale to the, the church of the state and say, you're doing wrong. Uh, how does that fit in the Liberty scheme? Let's call in our nap expert, Richie Rich. Uh, well, if, if, if he is, if the person you're going to complain about 
is a member of the state and you're using that system, uh, I don't necessarily have a problem with it because they don't okay. they don't allow you an external system to compete with it, right? Like if if you're if you're in an emergency situation um, and you you have to call the cops, right? It's best that you just call the cops because if you take matters into your own hands, the cops will look at you as the aggressor and then you'll be the ones cuffed and taken away, right? Like that's not how we want it to be, but that's the current situation. So unless you're willing to risk that in that situation, right? In in the case of your boss, you know, or whomever the coworker with the improprieties. If that's the recourse that you have to take under that system, I don't see it as a violation. If they're committing fraud or force or harm against someone, that's that's the only outlet you have. Um, if you can just leave the job, right, and like, I, I am ethically opposed and morally opposed to this, well, then you just leave the job and go find something more productive to do with your time. So you wouldn't have... Uh... I guess a push to further complain, just leaving. If you're okay leaving, I would say leave, right? But if if you think if you think you're bringing justice by complaining, and someone is going to be righted who has been wronged, and this is the mechanism afforded to you to do that, then I don't have a problem using that mechanism, if no external mechanism that doesn't violate the NAP exists, right? Hey, uh, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate you. Thank you to our expert Richie Rich. Uh, for your explanation. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. More about the London Blade Runners coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. The telephone number, if you would like to join us, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Peakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. Uh, Before we go on, uh, I do want to say that, uh, yes, tonight we are composing uh, a letter for Ian that we will send to him. So if you have something to say to him, please give us a call and give us your quotes. We'll write it down. We'll send it to him. Uh, but also, uh, Aria Demetso, uh, one of the other, we'll, we'll call her a wizard. Wizard number two. Wizard number two here at Free Talk Live uh, is in prison right now, and she could also use some letters, some communication from the outside world. Uh, you can find out all about how to do that at ariademezzo.com. That's A-R-I-A-D-I-M-E-Z-Z-O. Dot com, ariademezzo.com. Send her memes and stuff from Tumblr. Yeah, you know. She's into that stuff. Uh, like, there's a list of stuff. If you go to, like, the Bureau of Prisons uh, for New Hampshire, or, or she's in New Hampshire, right? I have no idea. Yeah, anyway, uh, if you go, it, there's links to everything on her website there for how to, like, write her letters and send her, like, money and, you know, books and stuff like that. Uh, so if you find those links, go there. Uh, just sort of read the stuff that you can't send. Apparently, you cannot use crayons. I don't know why. Uh, they're, they're just like, nope, nothing written in crayon can get through. I think it's maybe they were hiding like LSD in the wax or something okay. and then writing letters so that like people could lick them and get hot. I don't know. 
I have no idea. I'm they speculating. They're melting the letters down into wax shivs. Something, right? You know. So apparently, don't write in crayon. Uh, handwritten letters are actually best, uh, particularly in black ink. Apparently, according to what I remember from reading the website. So can you spray it with perfume? But even something as simple, simple as simple as like a, a postcard. If you're traveling or you're somewhere and you're like, oh, you know what, Arya might enjoy this. Uh, just go ahead, grab it. You know, write a little note. Hey, Arya, thinking about you. And uh, send it over to her, ariademezzo.com. There is information on how to write to Ian Freeman over at freekeen.com. Thank you to Chris, Mr. Penguin of thinkpenguin.com for putting that together for us. So if you want to find out more, visit freekeen.com. Or give us a call and tell us what you want to say to Ian. We'll write it down and we'll mail it to him tonight. We're putting together uh, a collective letter to Ian Freeman on tonight's episode. Uh, I have more to say about the London Blade Runners. Did you have a correction or something, opinion to say from the Well, yeah, segment? I mean, it sounded to me like uh, the guy works at the bank and he's concerned about the non-aggression principle. So, yeah, first and foremost, get a new job. From our previous call. Yeah, like you are part of the aggression right now. Find something where you are less connected to what's killing people. That'd be the first thing I would think if you really wanted to be concerned about the non-aggression principle. Now, if you're talking about a government employee, yeah, which is, uh, they are already aggressors. Yep, you you can't aggress against an aggressor, like by definition. Now, it may or may not be in your best interests to do something against someone who is aggressing, but they've already broken that, right. There's also the part of the, like a, a presumed harm third party, mm. right? Like there's some improprieties. The the government state aggressor is taking advantage of somebody, and then from where you're at, right? What can you do to sort of make that situation right if you're aware of it? Yeah, okay. yeah. excellent points. Yeah, if you're if you are protecting a human being by telling uh, a, a supervisor on this guy, then do it. But also, seriously, think about finding another way to make a living. Yeah. Very concise, Beatles. All right. Let's, uh, before we talk about the Blade Runners, let's go to Major Payne in Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Yeah, I think you're uh, misrecalling mis- that one call. That guy worked for like a healthcare facility, and he was concerned that one of the board members worked for a bank. And I think they, he was concerned about that him, that this guy steering the uh, hospital or nursing home or whatever it was business towards the bank. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. In that, in that case, I, I would definitely uh, do everything in your power to stop them from steering this toward the bank because yeah. that that is yeah. it, that is aggression. Yeah, you put him in the in the goat pen. He belonged in the sheep pen. But anyway, um, appreciate the correction. As, uh, the old- the first 15 minutes of the show, you guys were talking about plethora or the new enunciation. I don't know what it is. Plethora. But plethora, yeah. But I always keep my plethoras in my cornucopia. I think I can fit four or five of them in there. <laughs> so a cornucopia is five times the size of a plethora? Well, I'm not quite sure how big a plethora is. I, I keep gathering I'm, them I'm... and they keep dissipating. I'm pretty sure that we're going meta at this point because you can have a bunch of plethoras in or, your cornucopia. He's got five and plethoras in the you cornucopia. you could have a plethora of cornucopias. Oh, my But goodness. you can't. So if you have a plethora of cornucopias in your cornucopia, that's how the world came to be. But you cannot have a plethora uh, of plethoras. 
You can have a plethora of plethoras. I'm after you for uh, title infringement or something on that if you get too many cornucopias. <laughs> hey, uh, Major, we're writing a collective letter to Ian Freeman, who's, of course, in jail now and has been sentenced to eight years. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say? I'll go ahead and write it down, and we'll you know print it out with everybody else and send it to him from tonight's episode. Well, um, tell him I guess he's been in my prayers the whole time through this thing, and uh, he's ticked me off a time or two hanging up on me way before I've even started to make my point. But well, Ian won't be hanging up on you for another eight years. Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. I hope he's back soon to do it to me some more. <laughs> I look awesome. forward to the day Ian Freeman hangs up on me. All right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you I know, do. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think he's got a little ADD. If I tell him I got a couple, three things for him, I'll get through one, and you guys will be bouncing the bean around so damn bad. He'll forget about one and two and just say, okay, thanks, Major. Well, or he'll just make a judgment call and be like, you've had, you know, four minutes or whatever it is, and we're going to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the lines are loading up or whatever, yeah, I understand. He's uh, trying to keep the ball rolling. So what else was on your mind? Uh, well, hell nuts is going all over the world, you know. Um, there's a country that never existed that now have a people that somehow exist, and they're called the Palestinians. Palestine was a, a Roman province that they drew on a map, you know, like, in the 1100s or some damn thing, and putting together all the Canaanites and Hittites and Metabites and you know all the all the other tribes that were north of Israel there, and they just called it Palestine. So I mean, suddenly there's a Palestinian people when there was probably 12 different races. How how and, else do country designations come to be aside from anyway, them writing them down on the map? They've opened up an all-out war on Israel. Evidently, they attacked them by land, sea, and air today. So there's some arse-kicking going on over there right now. Yeah, I saw a whole bunch of uh, social media posts about Israel, Palestine, bombing, you know, fighting, et cetera, and so on. Uh, and uh, my like, I take the 10,000-foot view, like uh, the United States— First of all, uh, using our tax money uh, should have no business doing anything over there whatsoever. Uh, yeah. Those people should be allowed to uh, figure it out for themselves. So the fun part. Oh, oh, hold on, Major. So the fun part about what's going on over there is that it is actually the United States fighting itself. So the United States is handing all of the money to both Hamas and uh, to Israel. Right. So, yeah, uh, there is incidentally a solution to the whole Israel problem. You're not going to like it because it's not a state solution, most people. But if you just bring it back to property rights, like, okay, we it's young enough that we actually have the documentation of who built that house and when. And, yeah, that, that doesn't end up with a, oh, well, all of these people are already here. So you're going to have to figure out, well, I don't want to live in this neighborhood with these people. That's fine. There's someone who their house is over here with these people that they don't want to live with, and you just trade. And then you end up in the neighborhoods that you want to live in, and they end up in the neighborhoods they want to live in, and everyone actually owns their own property. So who who would who would the property revert back to in this in these cases? Well, who built it? I don't know. 
It's that's who. Okay. Well, I well, mean, and that's the thing. The the, the property you said it's is young enough. Yeah, exactly. All okay. of the property that's uh, that they are contentious over, uh, for the most part, has been built recently enough that we still have all the documentation of okay. where it came from. I just look at the progression map of what Palestine used to look like, and how it has shrunk in compared to what Israel is now. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going like, well, if you're going to revert back to the old maps. That's mostly Palestinian land. Well, and so here's the thing. It, it comes down to, do you believe that property comes from conquest? Or do you believe that property comes from labor? And right now, it is being followed by conquest. Okay. And that's why, of course, no one can ever agree with, to any of this stuff. And they have the exact same thing going on with the Palestinians and the Israelis that goes on in politics between the Democrats and the Republicans, where they're both horrendous monsters who ultimately answer to the same group of people and are doing terrible, terrible things. Okay. So if, on the other hand, you want to abandon the uh, domination and conquest theory of property rights and just go back to, okay, who actually built this building right here? Okay, did they sell it? Well, then it's still theirs. Well, if Israel bombs a Palestinian building and then moves in Israelis and they rebuild the building, you're going to revert back to the, the most recent building, which is Israeli no, built? No, Okay. No, that is theft. Okay. If I break your windshield and then put your windshield back on your car, I don't get to own your car now. I get it. That's why I got to know, like, how far back are we going? Original. I'll, original. Well, there's no original. That's no, part there of the is original. Okay. Yeah, no, the, you, the, the documentation still exists on most of this property of who built it in the first place. Okay. So then, that's whose it is. Then I would presume most of it reverts back to Palestine. Because presumably Palestinians living in Palestine You'd be surprised. built the property. You'd be surprised. There's actually uh, Tel Aviv, for example, just flat out didn't exist. Okay. So a lot of the property does belong to the Palestinians. A lot of the property does belong to the Israelis. And if we just follow the property rights, yeah, there's going to be a, a little while while this is uh, uh, sort of chaotic, but not as chaotic as killing each other and taking hostages and all of that. No, I got it. But there's going to be a, a sort of period of flux where we figure out whose is what and trade it back because you don't actually want property over there because the people you hate are over there. Who well, figures the, the, that the Israeli out? that just moved in. They figured out. Wanna... Well, like, who? Who figures that well, out? Well, if they can't talk to each other, then there's suddenly a market for people to talk between them. Okay. For people who can go like, uh, hey, sort of I'm, a moderator not, or something. I'm neither Jewish oh, yeah. nor Muslim. Because no one's I tried to. I can talk to both of you. Because no one has tried to mediate peace between those two before. Well, no, they try to mediate peace. Well, no non-statist. Uh, right, exactly, as statists, as okay. people whose fundamental principle is that conquest gives you property. And as long as you follow the idea that conquest confers property, then yeah, there's just going to be a continual attempt at conquest. Okay. I I like the idea that it's, you know, trade or labor that gets you property. Yeah. But the history of the world is conquest. Yeah. And the history of the world is not peace. Understood. Right. Yeah. So if you want peace, don't do that. All right, let's let the caller have a chance. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, look at history. The whole world has been conquested, if that's even a word, three, four times. I mean, look at Alexander the Great. He'd conquered, what, two-thirds of the known world by the time he was 28 years old? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and if you look at the places that were never conquered, 
they never had a tax system set up when they went in. I mean, Alexander conquered what was already conquered by other empires. They already had a tax system there, so people were willing to pay tax to the people who were ruling them. Whereas the Germanic tribes that they always went to for their mercenaries didn't have that system, so they were never able to conquer them. Because you, you expend all the effort of conquering this land, and then you have a bunch of people who don't know what taxes are and won't pay them, and now, you're, now you've expent all of, this, uh, all of this blood and treasure to get this place, and you're getting nothing out of it because no one's going to work for you. I seen a headline earlier today, or yesterday, Genghis Khan's responsible for the cooling of the planet just by how many people he murked right. through his conquests. Yeah. Genghis Khan? Khan! Can you imagine? You kill so many people, you cool the planet. But nobody ever talks about how many people he avoided getting killed by having the Silk Road, where a man could uh, walk from one side of Asia to the other with a gold brick strapped on his back and have no problem. All right. A what? Gold brick. Yeah, that, that was what they said about the Silk Road, was that you could walk from one side of Asia to the other with a gold plate strapped to your back and no one would bother you. Because of his protection services. Yeah. Right. These are protection services that, you know, the state cannot provide. I mean, he was the de facto state at the time. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, well, if, he's, all right. if he's on a conquest and conquering people. Yeah, that's true. And I, cooling the planet through murder. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I enjoy about the advent of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin specifically, in this case, because it was the first, uh, nothing against any of the other cryptocurrencies, but you're all copies um, in one way or another, right, with different flavors. And I appreciate that competition we need to have. But right. one thing I appreciate is that, like, for the first time, you can have, we'll call it virtual property, right? You can you can put your money into something uh, based on the fact that it's a good idea, and you might very well enrich yourselves. You might get rich by using Bitcoin, unlike the rest of the world who got rich by conquering other people mm. and taking their stuff. Mm. I think Second and, Life players would... And I am sorry to quibble on this one, but it's not virtual property. Like, it's actual property. Okay. It's just digital. And, and that's actually the innovation, is that you have the first digital property that is not virtual. True. Well, like have, I mean, to me, they're synonymous. Digital property is virtual property no, 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 because it doesn't exist in the they're real different. world. So, so if you have a digital radio, right... Then you have like an app that performs the function of a radio. I have a radio that has an A to D converter in it that converts the digital signal into an analog signal and plays it over right. my speakers. Yes. Right. Or I can have a, a digital radio on my phone because I have an app that right. plays the radio. Right. It performs the function of this, but it does so digitally. Right. Now, if on the other hand, I'm playing a video game and there's this little box here that has like a specific set of sounds to, you know, play out the speakers I mean, every I guess time the, I'm like near the it, that is a virtual coin radio. exists, right? So I guess there is. Physical manifestations of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Like the radio stations in Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, that is a virtual radio. Interesting. But not a, yeah. Major, what else is on your mind? Well, I was just thinking about all the undue things we have to pay to the state. and uh, Like all of them? Stop paying. Well, no. Every time I've ever been to court, except once in this state, and hell, I've lost count of how many times that's been. The uh, person that was charging me was the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. That was the, the, who I had harmed somehow. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. right. They claim that the state is the victim, and you've caused harm to this victim, and the victim is the state of Michigan, which is impossible to be harmed. Call the victim to the exactly. stand. Exactly. I mean, it, 
I, okay, I knocked a, a foot of bark off a tree. What's that worth? Twenty bucks a foot. I'll, uh, I'll I'll band-aid it up. I know how to save a tree. I've done this kind of stuff before. Yeah. You know? But um. But uh. But it, but they charge you all kinds of crazy things like the crime victim relief fund. Yep. Well, they the tack on. Oh, that 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 no, that goes to the retirement fund for the judges and the cops and the liars and all the uh, the parasitic things. It's a general fund oh, from which they're able to pay out their restitutions to other people who have been harmed. Yeah, yeah. But I, I I get to pay all this money to a fictitious uh, organization, and it's just ridiculous. But speaking of parasitic organizations, um, France, you know Paris, they're under this bedbug infestation. Right, we and know so a little bit about taking, that. I heard about that. We oui, we. Oui. Yeah, they're, they're, they're taking yes. jars of uh, jars full of politicians. I mean parasites into uh, the House of Commons or Lords or whatever the hell they got in France. Yeah, and they're showing them to everybody, and yeah, evidently it's blowing up all over the, uh, the European news because these things are bad news. I mean, if you get them, you can't just. Spray the house and wash all the laundry. Yeah, and no. Like there, there is no well chemical aware. way that can ever be relied upon to get rid of bed bugs because they will just mutate into something that can survive that yeah. chemical. Like in, no, you if got, you read up you on it, they're worse than cockroaches, really, yeah. as far as the you ability to get rid of. However, they require turn, human beings to survive. You got to turn your house into an oven. You got to heat it up to, I figure, forget if it's 150 or 180 degrees for like two days or four days. And uh, hell, if you're living in a compound where you got adjoining walls and units to you and the other people don't do it, you know. Well, uh, there is another another solution, diatomaceous earth. Now, make sure you don't get the stuff that's built for pools that's polished diatomaceous earth. It's useless for this. Right. But diatomaceous earth is like these tiny, tiny little spiny, spiny uh, skeletons that since they are mechanical in nature rather than chemical, there's just no way of biologically adapting to these things. So it gets in their joints and it kills them. Yep. I got I got a quick question for you, Peakless. If they need humans to survive, what is, what is the lifespan and if that's the case, why not just evacuate your house for however many... X amount of time. X right, amount yeah. of time. Oh, because they can go into hibernation. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. How do they know when you yeah, come back? Have that power. Oh, they're, the they're incredibly power. good at sensing humans. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and weirdly enough, like some humans are apparently super delicious to them and others not at all. Oh, that's man. the one with more fat. That's like me with like mosquitoes, Bacon. man. Oh. Yeah, like, no, for whatever reason. I've been told it's high potassium. I used to eat a lot of bananas, you know, mm. monkey man, whatever. Uh, and I was told that it was high potassium. Uh, and I don't know, like, I really haven't been eating many bananas, but mosquitoes still find me delicious more so. Like, I'll be standing on, like, my front porch with, like, my neighbor or something, right? And I'm getting eaten alive. They're not getting touched, right? I, you, I have no idea why. I remember a, uh, he, he was a math teacher in elementary school. Um, said to take a vitamin E supplement because it's put like it's a little thin layer of you know something oh. on your skin and it repels mosquitoes. So they land and then they'll take right off without. And they're like, ooh, gross. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. If that's true, I've never verified it. Yeah. I was however old at sixth grade, but these vitamin E supplements. This is just a couple years ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> just just a couple. <laughs> it's a few decades. 
All right, uh, Major, uh, thanks for the call. If you want, you can call us back in, you know, I don't know, 35-ish minutes for Beard Talk Live or, or more. We'll be on the air for a couple hours, but thanks for the call here tonight. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to say to Ian in this letter? I do. All right, go ahead. Got Peakless Mountaineer right here. What do you want to say? Uh, we'll hold down the fort for you. Be the poison pill that the tyranny has swallowed. Mint new libertarians, and we'll see you at the Supreme Court. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say. I just, I have a lot of respect for Ian Freeman, and I've said this on air before. He is the most principled person I have ever met. And so his level, his his principles, and his activism... Uh, just cannot be replaced by one man. And so he will be missed in almost every aspect of what we call the Liberty Movement. Yeah. I uh, We're finding that out right now. Um, so to some extent, we found this out you know, during the raid when Ian was taken from us and, and kept in a cage for 69 days. Uh, and I personally found out because, I mean, I basically just was like, nope, this show's not going down. I'm going to tread water and start bailing, you know, the water out, and hopefully we'll figure out how to make this thing go. I found out then that, um, yeah, not one person can replace Ian Freeman. It took a village to do what we did uh, yep. for that period of time, and so we knew that going forward, and uh, to some extent even now, Bonnie is realizing just how many pies he had. You know, and his he does it so in. humbly. Yeah. yeah, he never brags. He never says, look at all this stuff. He just yeah. does it. Yeah. He just does all freedom all the time. He just does it. He just goes, you know, and when something he's at a stopping point, he moves to the next thing. And um, yeah, it it is difficult for me because I'm 51 years old and Ian's, I think, 42 or something. Around I'm, I'm almost a decade older than him. It is difficult for me as a person older than Ian to like sort of look up to him. Right, just because of age, right? There's not a lot of people who are younger than me that I go, you know what? I admire that. Yeah. Uh, but Ian Freeman certainly earned that from yeah. me in the time that I've known him. I think a lot so. of that's cultural conditioning, but whatever. We are out of time for Free Talk Live, but you can join us in about 32 and a half minutes or so over at watch.freetalklive.com for the uncensored Beard Talk Live. Thanks for listening and peace. you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark warden now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in new hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime our friends at porcupine real estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by new hampshire citizens reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com